0: Hey
1: everybody! Welcome to another episode of the Begging Boardcast. It's episode number two hundred and
2: seven. I'm Chris. I'm John, and I'm Paul. And we're a weekly podcast that comes to you in three ways.
0: The first being the Week and Geek, bringing you the top geek stories of the past week. Next is a list the books coming out March twenty-six that we are looking forward to. And then we
1: follow that up with our weekly rotating main topic. This week, it's time for our annual March Madness. I'm playing with. Yeah, the bottle protector thing. It's <laughs> Wait,
0: go time. he waited for the show to start to start playing well, with it. I was it. writing down.
1: I was writing down my bracket because we do this every year. Uh, last episode we did writers from Marvel and DC. This time it's going over to the artists. So we've got mashups from both sides of the table, pitting them against each
2: other. There we go. There we go. And how we start every episode is with drinking and a beer. Uh, yes. Sometimes we wait a little long on, you know, between the purchase date and the drinking date of these beers. And this one, uh, came with a cork and that cork was pretty dried out. It was a per- really was, dried out cork. It was really kind of tough, easy, kind of, kind of a touchy kind of go situation of, uh, to get it out without snapping it and, or, uh, you know, just
0: completely shredding it. But
2: what is, what was corked? What what, what was this
0: This beer? is Milti Mil- Michigan. Oh, that makes more sense.
1: <laughs> this is from
0: Dark Horse Brewing. Um, Out of Michigan? It is a
1: potable oat wine.
0: Or potable. Uh, but we, have heard mean, we heard it both ways. We have a, basically a barley wine, uh, or an oat wine, um, that has been in the cellar for just about a year, and uh, no carbonation to it. You nope. get the flavors that you're supposed to get kind of out of a barley wine but nothing special
2: mm-hmm.
0: and uh definitely i i would have thought we would have been able to hold on to this a little longer and it being able seasoned to season nicely but yeah it's
2: not well, barley wines are very undercarbonated to
0: begin with right
2: they're not like super bubbly
0: uh well having a cork with the screw yeah, top yeah. on it Maybe is something that would like oh the pressure is going to build up and it would
2: burst so
0: yeah it was like a champagne cork
2: that we couldn't uncork that way we had to actually use a corkscrew on it and
0: but yeah it was really
1: dried out um it's not mad like that bad you can kind of get a hint of what this might have been yeah
0: we never uh yeah and i only bought one bottle of this so we didn't get to try it fresh and then try it a year later but
2: it's um it's got a sweetness to it. It's got that barley wine sweetness.
0: It's got, it's for, I mean, it's not a great barley wine, but it tastes like a barley wine. Mm-hmm. At the end, it's got
1: like that malty kind of mm-hmm. mouthfeel, which I think is probably from that oat.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: It's a little bit mealy. Yep.
0: Mm-hmm. It's not bad, but it's nowhere. Yeah, I'm not getting good. Much of
1: oat. Yeah, you I'm, know? I'm not ready to put this on Dark Horse. I, I say this was all on us. Yeah,
0: I have. On it too long. I have like three other barley wines from these guys down there too. <laughs> we should probably finish those up like within the month. <laughs> yeah, you know it's important to sometimes
2: know what you got to keep fresh. And one thing that you always got to keep I, fresh I, is news. Sorry, I, oh. I don't want to cut you off
1: there, but you would assume this is something that you could sit on in age because it did have the cork in it. They have the bottle numbers. Like this is bottle number like three seventeen. It's hard to read out of six hundred sixty six. From Bash 393, like, it seems like this is one of
0: those things they, <laughs> they wanted you to, like, seller. Yeah, something that you didn't have to drink water right away, you can keep and have whenever. But yeah, also, yeah especially know, if it's, if
2: it's just, just militia
0: again, where, you know,
2: where they like to make bunkers for when the government comes and takes their guns, much like a militia, uh, you would think that you would. You know, squirrel this away and cellar it in case the government came to take your no. beer. I don't know, but because uh, that's what the art on the label and the namesake kind of makes me feel. Yeah, the um,
0: Michigan militia. Yeah, but yeah, we
1: uh,
2: something went wrong. Yes, did not did not carry through. Maybe the cork didn't. Pro- Maybe we had a, such a problem with it drying out. Maybe the cork didn't. Give a proper enough seal, seal, and that's why the carbonation mm, ran out, and you no, know, maybe it was just a bad cork, maybe it's, maybe we got corked,
0: maybe we got corked
2: yeah, I already had yeah, a, try a, that Paul. I had a good segue for the you know keeping it well, fresh much like the news didn't let me finish, before. but I know I was I thought you were done no it's okay, <laughs> I waited to give my spiel because I had a great segue, well, I, do we have any great news to talk about? Not really. We just met two (laughs) days ago.
1: Well, something we kind of didn't talk about was, uh, what's his name? (laughs) Looking back at my notes from last week, because I have notes in front of me. Sebastian Stan has signed a nine picture deal over at Marvel. You may know him as Bucky from Captain America, or as the Winter Soldier from the upcoming Captain America.
2: Spoilers! The Winter Soldier. Anybody well, listening I'm not, to this podcast not,
1: would know who... I'm not drawing a like, correlation between that, but it's just weird that they have the same guy playing the same characters. Yeah. Right? yeah. Well, spoilers. Spoilers. <laughs> um, but he signed on for a nine-picture deal, where in a recent interview, Chris Evans came out and made note that he has only signed on for a six-picture deal with Marvel. And we've gotten three of those now, with yeah. Captain America, Avengers, and Captain America the Winter Soldier.
2: I mean, no, Avengers 2 is number four. That'll right? be one of them. Yeah.
0: Uh, they announced Captain America 3. So that's number five. And probably Avengers 3. Yeah, I, I would bank yeah. on probably Avengers 3 get their money's worth mm-hmm. from them. But it
1: we'll, looks like we'll be seeing the Winter Soldier around for a little while longer. Possibly as like a recurring
2: mm-hmm.
1: villain. Or possibly Bucky coming back as Cap.
2: Oh, then you would need the Cosmic Cube again, which they already had. Which they have. Yeah. To make him... Have his memories back? Yeah, but he can get his memory back by anything.
1: He could do anything, but he could even have his memories. I don't know what the plot's going to be like. Yeah. But I think it would be kind of cool if they went the route of the actual Marvel Comics and had Bucky step in for Cap after Cap dies in the line of duty or yeah. in Avengers 3 when he's killed off by. Thanos. Whatever the hell's going to happen in that one. Oh, it
0: has to be Thanos for
2: Avengers 3.
0: <laughs> yeah. I think that's what you're going to see. You're going to see everybody and all. everyone from all the Marvel movies together. Mm, including to Fantastic Four. When <laughs> back. We get that Fantastic Four movie. It's
1: far enough away. Who knows? It very much could happen.
2: <laughs> now I'm just thinking of that uh, Parks and Rec and Oswald <laughs> thing. That's. when he has the reality gem, then he can.
0: Yeah. It was funny. Well, right. also uh, one of the things I saw is um, I was just I was just reading something, and they um, in the closing scenes there the, okay, the tel- credits the mid credit scene from okay. Thor. There's like um, a cocoon, Dark World. The Dark World. For the dark world. Okay. There's like a cocoon kind of thing that people are saying could be Adam or uh, is it Adam Warlock? Yeah, mm-hmm. or Adam, War- Adam Warlock's cocoon. That he went into before he came out and became Metamorlock, tied to the one gem, Hmm. the gem of wisdom, right? The Something scene? like that. I don't yeah. remember. We're not cosmic Marvel guys. Yeah, but that—I mean—that's an interesting little Easter egg that could be in there. But I thought, yeah, yeah, because you got to have you got to have him. Plus, he's one of Joss Whedon's favorite characters, and Captain Marvel, right? Yeah. Or is it just
2: Marvel, right?
1: Yeah, it's just Marvel.
2: Yeah, not Captain. No, Captain. He's a captain for the Starship the Cree, but you can't call him the Cree. Um, no, and we they, can't call him the Scroll. They wait, we can call him Cree, but we the can't Kree's curl-
1: okay because, um, in Marvel Agents of Shield, oh. the last episode that they had with uh, Sif on it, um. You haven't been keeping up on it, no? Have you? Well, there's a blue alien that's found in a like secret bunker somewhere mm-hmm. by Coulson, and n- like he doesn't know what it is or where it's from, and he's talking to Sif because Sif's yeah. was like different races have been to
0: yeah, different Earth realms before, yeah.
1: and he asks like, "Oh, have any of them been blue?" And mm-hmm. she lists like the Frost Giants mm-hmm. and then the Kree, and then huh. there's a couple other. Like alien races, mm-hmm. but she does say Cree. Huh.
2: But we can't say scrolls. No. Okay. No, or the Chitari. Chitari. Somebody yeah. needs to build me a map. Yes. Who owns who, and what? What universes are tied together? It'd be weird. Um, I haven't actually watched this or chart. I don't
1: know Sorry. if it's online anywhere, but um. On ABC, Marvel had the assembling a universe. It was like mm-hmm. a little documentary about like the Marvel movies and what's coming up. And in that, they had some of the concept art from Ant Man as well as oh. Age of Ultron. So you can see what Quicksilver and Scarlet Witch are going to look like. I didn't have that
0: in my news, but um, so cool. It's it's the same. I uh, mean, both images for Quicksilver and 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 Scarlet Witch are the ones that have been online for the, like the last week. Yeah, because that the. Documentary came out last week. No, yeah, but they, I I saw them before I actually watched the documentary. The pictures of them, and uh, Ultron stuff is just basically pictures of Ultron. Because I wa- I watched it, so oh well, where she you see it? On uh, Hulu. Oh, it's on Hulu. Yeah, they aired it as like an episode of Shield instead of an episode of Shield. Really? They played it. Yeah. Huh. Interesting. It was actually really interesting. I mean, they went they started at Iron Man how they came to be and went all the way through and it's
2: on uh it's on MTV also the MTV news they have the concept uh art for Avengers uh Age of Ultron the Scarlet Witch concept art which is a girl wearing a leather jacket and like a white skirt and like a flannel t-shirt tied around her waist so it kind of looks like it sounds this sounds about right for the Scarlet
0: Witch and then like this torn like black or greenish uh, Paul's colorblind, so give him a little leeway, listeners. Uh what do what, what tights? Not tights, but uh, leggings. Hose, pantyhose kind panty of
3: stuff.
2: And then uh some gloves, like maybe some <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. They go up, they come up almost all the way to the elbow and they're kinda greenish, I'm guessing. And her so her leather jacket's oh, kinda Oh, John's raw looking up. over Paul's shoulder now, so And then Quicksilver just looks like he's in a giant blue hey, one piece. Nice. Well thank you. But compare
1: that Quicksilver concept art to the actual costume from the X-Men Quicksilver, which looks terrible. It
0: looks so <laughs> horrible.
1: It looks really bad. You get the feeling that with Fox, they just kind of like, oh, we need, we need a Quicksilver costume, quick. Put him in silver,
2: (laughs)
0: right? No, it totally put him in silver. And I see what you did there.
2: Yeah,
0: I'm not Uh, saying I approve, but no, it it actually looks like that's like oh, let's spray paint this leather coat Mm -hmm. silver and then give him a silver Walkman on his (laughs) belt and goggles. So buy
2: that. The Walkman (sighs) looks so stupid.
0: It looks really bad. That's like one of the ones that looks like the worst. Yeah. Because then they have, like, an awesome sentinel looking... You know, mm-hmm. the sentinel looks so well done. And then there's a Quicksilver picture. Oh, man. Next year,
2: when I go to a convention, I'm going to dress up with like awful movie tying in character. Like, just like, no, no. See, get it? I'm now... This is how they would do it for Fox. Yeah, hmm. I was going to cosplay. Yeah, I'm going to totally cosplay some...
0: He was... Uh, the one year he was a wounded Jedi. Yeah? Yeah. yeah. I was definitely a wounded Jedi. (laughs) I'm fine, guys. Just prop me up in a room where nobody's there. (laughs) This was awful. No, Paul, we'll just take you home. Prop me up! I'm
2: not going to spoil this for you. (laughs) We've already spent the money. Oh, That was horrible. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Any other news, boys?
1: Uh, Kind of on the heels of last week's first release images of Harry Bullock... Aswat mm-hmm. Cobblepot. Uh, we've seen a young Bruce Wayne now as well. Oh, uh, we got our first glimpse of the young actress. I don't remember her name, Carmen Bicandova as Selina Kyle in Gotham.
0: How old? I think she's like fourteen. Okay, they're definitely like, going a lot younger. But yeah, she should be, but she's nah, still like now I'm seven becoming, years older than Batman. I'm
2: becoming more and more nervous about this show now that we're going to get the teen version of every character. And it's just gonna be, uh too much. But then again, Arrow, you say, man, they make mentions of everybody. But they don't cast everybody. It's just mentions, right?
0: For the most, I mean, for like some Like Like
2: Harlequin wasn't cast.
0: She didn't show up. It was, no, you no just kinda see name. a pigtail and her talking through a door. Yeah.
1: Cause but they do have actual, like, they did more with her, but it wasn't actually shown.
2: Yeah, but I don't need to see everybody getting their st- start. As the criminal in Gossam, you know? Especially that first season. <laughs> like, build up. That'd be, uh.
1: But yeah, I mean, it, this isn't saying that, like, every single episode is going to have her, like, run yeah. around as, like, the plucky, like, street urchin.
2: Mm hmm. Maybe, yeah. Yeah, you that's know,
1: recurring character. You're probably not going to see Cobblepot, like, every episode. He could just be, like, an overarching, mm-hmm. like, coming to power, like, crime boss.
2: Yeah, wrestling power away from the mob families, condensing mm-hmm. powers, you know, by being their uh, gunrunner. Yeah, I, I I like having
1: those characters there. Okay. People, people want to see them. It, it puts you more in that
2: universe. I don't need... All, you know what I mean, though? But then but again, you, you can only they, get 13 episodes, and then, you know, what are you going to do? Why not? Yeah, and then
1: if you have a character that's just like... Selena Kyle you come to that well why didn't we just use Selena? Kyle Kyle. we have that name recognition Mm -hmm. and we can actually do something else with that character before we have to be like well people want to see Catwoman now we have to introduce her but we already have this other character Mm -hmm. a lot of a lot of wheels gotta turn yeah a
2: lot of stuff a lot of stuff a lot of stuff put it in a blimp see if it floats I don't know what you want to do what? Are
0: we? What? What? Stretch that out good. You did stretch that out good. It doesn't fit on the bottles anymore. So, what do we do next, guys? Oh, <laughs> well, it's the list! The list? Well, we gotta finish this beer first, so why don't you put us on a pause? Thanks for the pausey pause, Paul. You're welcome, Jono! Uh, and they gave us time for Paul to pour out the last beer and for us to pour the next beer. And this is another barley wine. This is from uh, Kunahen Brewing, another Michigan brewery. Uh, this is their first Gold Rush uh, barley wine. Um, this is their 2012 bottle. Oh, what bottles? Oh, that's 2012. That's 2012, yeah. Because I, I, th- I think I bought a, a fresher one, too. I don't know. but uh, Well, you haven't been
2: there last year. You went two years ago now.
0: No, last year.
2: Okay. So maybe you could have bought a 2013 variety, but... Yeah. If it had just been
0: bottled. Yeah. Uh, this is 14.5%. Wow. And I think that's why we Kicked thought... Kick you in the teeth. I, really? This, yeah. Shit, son. You, I, you really don't get that no. from it. Um I, really I changed, mellowed. That just changed my thoughts of it a little bit.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, I put this at a 3.5 last time we had it. I put it down to a 3 this time because I was like, yeah,
0: it's not bad, but it's mm-hmm. not great. But It doesn't wow me, but... 14.5%. Yeah. It's got like um That's really smooth a brown sugary to mm-hmm. it. On the back of the bottle they say there's gonna be sw- like a pineapple yeah, sweetness and stuff. No. I don't get much sweetness. I get a bitter sharpness at the yeah. end. Now we have another bottle. Do you guys want to try to save it for another year? Yeah, or?
2: Save it for another
0: year. Sure. Not? It it's away. not it's not a great barley wine. Mm-hmm. Uh the fourth D that oh, they the also make which we have another we have a, one left bottle of that, uh I wish I'd bought more of that than this, um, but we have one more of those, so we can enjoy that um so yeah let's I mean let's sell it again I mean, we just drank that yeah, that <laughs> ruined was. bottle of barley wine yeah why not, yeah, not, why not another, so
1: one?
0: another one <laughs>
2: mm-hmm. And it's a smaller bottle too, so
1: yeah, mm-hmm.
0: yeah, and it why you know, not? I don't think anything is going to go wrong.
2: Much like our picks for this
0: week, nothing will go wrong with buying comic books this week, right guys? I'm hoping not, because a book that I'm really looking forward to is Silver Surfer number 1, written by Dan Slott, and art by Mike Allred. When I heard that team was on this book, I was pretty psyched, because I can't wait for all of it. Look forward to our review of this book coming
2: uh maybe well not next week but the following week when yeah. we do our march look back because this is a book that is also the top of my list for this week it's
0: Uh-oh. it's the one that i'm most looking forward to because it sounds like a lot of fun yeah and I think that's what it's supposed to be. And Mike Allred has, you know, he came out and said that it's one of his favorite characters. And I think um he did the art the cover if not the
2: full interior work for that one Daredevil issue. Yeah, I think he, he did
0: he did the art for it and that's that yeah. was kind of his No, I don't think he did. I think I was still Chris Samney.
2: Yeah, but he I think he did the cover, at least. I don't think so. Okay, well, you can tell us your pick while we look that
1: up. Um, I'm actually looking forward to number one for Marvel as well. I'm going with Ghost Rider number one, written by Felipe Smith, art by Trad Moore. Um,
0: I don't think I've ever bought a Ghost Rider comic, and if I have, I don't remember it. I'd gotten a bunch of old school ones, and then when... Um I think Ennis. Did, You're right. It
2: was all Chris Sopny.
0: Uh Ennis did a, like a. He was supposed to be bringing back Ghost Rider, and I bought the first issue of that, and I did not like it. Yeah. Um, I'm,
1: it's something different. I'm looking forward to trying it out. Um, just from the preview pages that they've showed off, Treadmore has a style that reminds me a lot of what Scotty Young used to be. Kind of a lot more that graffiti style art. That's really what made me kind of gravitate towards scott young in the beginning like when he came out with human torch um i'm looking forward to that and my rebuttal for silver surfer and talking about daredevil is that i knew it wasn't mike allred on art for that because it didn't distract me
3: hmm.
1: i'm sorry you guys probably won't agree with me on this but when i see mike allred art on a book it kind of takes me out of the actual story because it's very just distracting art
0: i think we will disagree Because I love his art. Yeah, I really like it. For me, it just
1: it doesn't help along any kind of story. It's just too poppy and static.
2: It's fun and cartoony. I don't, you know, I I I enjoyed all that stuff that he did in FF, you know, and that was a book that needed to pop because it was about kids. You know, and it just really fit the tone for the book where the kids were coming up with things that a machine that would change change broccoli into ice cream, you know, like that's the kind of stuff they were doing. So that kind of fun zeniness that went: now broccoli is delicious.:
0: I had broccoli for dinner.
2: I have a bag of frozen broccoli in the you Know what that makes you to guys. Old. Healthy?
1: Old yeah. I, I ate broccoli when I was a kid.
0: I hate I hated broccoli when I was a kid.
1: Polymol oh, There's so much <laughs> vitamin D in there.
2: Yum. Taste it. Drink taste your beer button. and eat your vegetables, kids. <laughs> yeah. You're just like us. Ugh. I don't know if that's a good thing.
1: Well, I know it's a good thing. What? Dramatic readings. Ooh, dramatic readings. Paul,
2: what about your book? I already said it was Silver Surfer, just oh, like you.
0: I thought you picked a different
2: book. No. Oh. Didn't find one.
1: <laughs> and now with a dramatic reading from Avengers Arena, number one, page ten, panel three.
2: Don't bother trying to move or talk. You've been sleeping while I got you all cleaned and prepped. That
1: was a dramatic reading from Avengers Arena, number one, page ten, panel I forget.
0: That's also like Paul on a Friday night. Um... (laughs) 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 I, <laughs> don't
2: bother telling people don't bother moving or trying to talk.
1: Don't <laughs> yeah. worry, I got you cleaned up and prepped. <laughs> I got you cleaned um, up and prepped. A little backstory. I bought issue number one for Avengers Arena because oh, they came sense. out with the new. Um, Is it Avengers World now? No. I forget what it's called now. Undercover Avengers or something okay. like that. And I was like, uh, I don't know, because we were talking about it. Yeah. It came out with that number one. I was like, it's based off of like, Avengers Arena. I didn't read any of that.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: And I. Picked up the number one on like yeah I might pick up the rest of that like in mm-hmm. the trade. It good? Yeah, it was decent. Yeah. Um, it's been a while since I've read anything with arcade in it, <laughs> and it's arcade with some of my like pseudo new favorite characters like Nico and Chase from Runaways, mm-hmm. Justin from Sentinel, Darkhawk's in there. I, I might give it a shot.
2: Darkhawk. It sounds
1: Darkhawk is a great character in like Runaways.
0: And um, the loners, like the spin-off one uh-huh. that they had, it's fun. The, uh, they, they sounded like great premises. I just never got into, like, Academy and... Yeah, young like, kids the one now... Stuck out in murder, murder World. Yeah. The one now is, um... They're infiltrating, uh... The Masters of Evil. Masters of Evil, And they're kind of getting a little too into being that instead of, like, being the spies that they were supposed to be. It sounds very sleeper from Ed Brubaker. Yeah. It's kind of like they're undercover, but how
1: undercover can you be before you get swallowed into it? Mm -hmm. Kind of a cool premise.
0: Yeah, it sounded interesting to me, and I was thinking about it, but I was like, eh, I don't know if I want to jump into it. Yeah. Yeah, well, they're battling with their reality star status because,
2: you know... Arcade uploaded all the. Don't event. ruin it for me. Okay. Why would you do that? Not he just said, said he's, gonna don't write, want to he's gonna read it. going read it. Didn't he read the first I- <sighs> issue of this? Isn't that why you picked up this stuff up? Because you read the first issue. He read of- the first issue. He hasn't finished reading it. Not of this one, but the no, one that just I, came out. I read no. this because I wanted to. Oh, okay. I'm sorry. Ah, I'm, uh, Paul ruins everything. Everything! I misunderstood. I thought you read the first issue and you're like, oh, well, now I'm going to go back and read it, you know, pick oh. everything else up and trade.
1: I saw the first issue of, um, like, Avengers Undercover or Undercover's mm-hmm. Avengers when I was in St. Louis. They had it at the comic book shop that I went to. Mm-hmm. And I was like, it's something I could read on the plane back home. But I was like, eh, I'll. Okay. I'll pick up the other book first.
2: Okay, I'm sorry. I thought you no. said that you read that one, well, now, and that's why you went and bought. Went now back I'm going to be this.
1: reading this series, knowing that Arcade uploads stuff to the internet.
2: Yeah, yeah, that's, yeah, that. that I happens. hate that
1: I'm ready for another beer, and you guys
2: aren't. Yeah, we can pour this out but what how about we first start the bracket pouring out everything it's not good you know it's not great it's not finish it if you don't want it yeah you You do that no go ahead finish that off and we can because we only got one more beer up here so we we might as well start our bracket
0: well we can always get more beer we We talked about fourth d have a basement Josh
1: just wants to drink that
0: i like beer we all like beer (laughs)
1: <laughs> we all now. Like John finished oh. his. Paul's poured his into mine, and now I'm the asshole
0: with. Oh uh, my! don't you finish the beer, you jack. You jag. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I wanted to say, but it came up Jack. So good. We got another beer. I went Chris, to, Are you happy? I'm very happy because I finished my other one, and now I have a better one. And I, I went down to the cellar and grabbed this. Well, Chris drank the other one. You were talking about,
2: Forty. This, Forty. and this is also from Coolahan.
0: Cunahen. uh, Yeah, and this is the one that we've really liked all the times that we've had it. 13.5%. Wouldn't know it from drinking it. Nope. This Th- has got the sweetness on this it. This has got... It's not as sweet as a fresh bottle. And this is, again, this is a 2012. But I would put this with pineapple. This has mm. a pineapple fruity it's taste. It's got sweet, it's got some malt to it, mm-hmm. it's got a lot of complexity. It's, it's a, a good... It's a good... Old Ale. It's a good barley wine. It's very good. I like it a lot. Mm hmm. Know what I
2: like? Brackets. You love them, actually. Because I've been trying to shoehorn them into, uh, our podcast for years, and there's only been one time it stuck, and this would be the <laughs> What, are the, what the about movie we did well, the movie brackets? Oh, the movie bracket. bracket. Every year. Oh, yeah. But there was also other brackets that just did not work. Well, what we always thought you were
0: cheating? Well, yeah. <laughs> And it's always like it's always like no 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 you can't do that. Well, why, Paul? You wearing a green shirt on a Sunday? Like, oh, I didn't know that rule. Sure, now you do, rule. you Jag.
2: <laughs> you you <laughs> love stealing jag. that Jag from Chris. I
0: created Jag. Oh, really? It was it was both of us, but oh, okay. I it
1: happened, it happened on the
2: ride to the podcast. It did. I only ever remember it on the ride to the podcast. <laughs> But you know what we should never or forget? We watch, we watch gore. <laughs> never seen gore.
0: Don't! Okay.
2: I don't know what gore is.
0: Don't! Don't. Brackets, though. Brackets. You know brackets,
2: though, Paul. Yes, I do. Segway! And I know that we're going to start off with Marvel this time. Because oh, we're off with DC last. Curveball. I have to look further down my page. And we're going to start right on the top. Stuart Eminen versus Ed McGuinness. Who had the better year? In case this is your first bracket that we do that, you know, every year we just. Yeah, look let's at talk them. about this a little bit. We talk In about- In case you
1: didn't listen to the last yeah.
2: episode either. So, <laughs> we look at the artists of books that we have been reading or following, <laughs> and we pick like the top eight from each of the companies, and we pit them up big against each other. Uh, they throw out, John and Chris basically throw out names, and then I try to figure out- And then out, Paul's like, no, I'm putting this guy down instead. <laughs> yep, pretty much. And he's our eight, number one seed versus, a, he's number eight seed. You know, he's the lowest seed. Uh, Stuart imminent won last year, so of course he has to be the number one seed for this year. Uh, just my gut reaction, and if you're like, Paul, you've never done that before, it's because I never thought of think, it before. I think that is a good,
1: like, yeah. Yeah. this is the person that we said was better than everyone else last year. Like, yeah, they should be number yeah. one, because that's an artist that we're actually paying attention to.
2: Mm-hmm. And these are artists that we try, you know, with that, uh, books we were even following or there was something that happened. Like this year, Ed McGinnis' mcgann list because
0: he really did change up his his style. Style style's so different for Amazing X-Men. Yeah. It Like, I, one of the reasons I was thinking of not buying that book was because of his name on there. It's toned down, but it's, it still has those flashes of, like, Ed mcginnis That bulky too. over... But but yeah. it, it it works for the book. And oh, when I first saw, when I saw his Nightcrawler, I was like, okay. And that's what did it for me, too. Like, looking at Nightcrawler, I was like, oh, look at the little bit of fuzz
1: on his chin. Because mm-hmm. he's the furry elf. Like, mm-hmm. he's covered in blue fur, but it gets lost in a lot of yeah. Nightcrawler art. Because it's like, oh, he's a thin, straggly guy with a tail, like, and he's blue. Like, mm-hmm. that's that's what defines him.
2: But, uh, I also enjoy the, uh, what, the final page where they're all dressed like pirates. Like, uh, and I think it's on the cover for the upcoming issue where Iceman's wearing a patch on his eye. And, uh, you know, you might be wondering, did he lose an eye? No, no, he's just... He's a pirate. (laughs) He's just being a pirate. (laughs) He's just being a pirate. His eye was bulging out of his
0: head, though, because he was melting.
2: Uh And, uh, you know, Beast has a bandana on, just because, you know... Just because storm
0: having... has got a mohawk, but now she always has a mohawk yeah, again.
2: because it works for her, I think. Like, Amazing X-Men is
1: now the fun X-Book. hmm And I'm hoping it kind of retains that, because now that we have the June solicitations for Marvel, um, Jason Aaron's not working on Amazing X-Men Oh, <laughs> no! But it's Craig Kyle and Chris Yost. Okay. So... It's still a book that I'll be reading for at least a couple
2: should ghost do the dark uh x men what was it was dark you know with ghost I mean, I, and uh like it was X-23. like twenty
1: three yeah the, i i didn't read any of that stuff but
2: the killing yeah the the red the red eyed uh wolverine and yeah, yeah it's like it wasn't Uncanny X Force. Yeah, Uncanny. Like yeah, that. one yeah. of those. Wasn't that Chris Yost?
1: Yeah. Okay. But they're also doing the next Thor movie, and they've been the people that are in charge of the Marvel animated hmm. features. So hopefully, it'll be fun. So I'm I'm looking forward to it. Uh, but that's kind of getting besides the point.
2: Who but, had the better year, Inaminen or McGinnis? <laughs> Honestly, we only have three, four uh, issues of. Uncanny X Men to really go off of. The we art and, get and this. then we
1: have almost
2: the battle an battle in- of like the Atom, which I didn't read. You didn't read Battle of the Atom. I read the first three okay. issues or something, like. I read, because they were all tie-in, right? You had the first one shot, yeah. and then they were tie-in issues, this... and I, I don't think I re- I kind of fell out. Okay. That was right one night we were all kind of falling out from comics, and I was like, See, that's when Ooh, I, I'm not going to buy all these.
1: That's when movies. I kept on reading, though, because like, I was in that X-Men mind frame, mm-hmm. and I was reading all of the X-Books mm-hmm. that came out, and it just so happened that they were having that crossover, and it was okay with me because I bought all these books. Mm-hmm. Um, usually that's when I jump off of a book. And Stuart Eminem was a big part of what kind of kept me in that X-Men mind frame. If there had been a lesser artist on X-Men at the time, or I should say all new X-Men,
2: mm-hmm.
1: that's just using X-Men so broad there. And I realized what we were talking about. You can't do that. We're talking about.
2: <laughs> no, no, because it's not, not at Marvel. x X-Men books right now. Yeah. Um, and that there isn't six, I'm pretty sure. Just no, there probably
1: are because there's the X-Men books that we don't think about or read, like X-Men Legacy, yeah, like the, X-Factor, the ancillary books like X-Factor, <laughs> which Paul I feel like reads behind our backs. <laughs> like, you like, know, he's got the blankets pulled up over his head at night, and he's just reading it on his tablet. We don't all live together.
2: Okay? <laughs> what happens?
1: Three's
0: company. Um, this is actually
1: a tougher pick for me than I feel like it should be, because Ed McGinnis is doing a great job over on Amazing X-Men, and as much as I loved all-new X-Men with Stuart Eminent on it, and I know it's not something that we normally do, but all of his other artwork
0: that he's done at Marvel... It's solid. It, it's so it's solid. It's It's a great... It's a great style that he does and i i'm i'm gonna put mine behind stuart my vote behind okay. stuart eminent i, I am hoping someone else is gonna make a pick before i okay. And and basically it's the ed mcginnis has changed his style for four issues but it's not gonna make me when i see his name on a book not
2: well i'm gonna pick next all I'm right. picking Ed McGinnis,
0: oh. just so it makes it harder on Chris. <laughs> yeah, <it did. laughs> but my my thing is is Ed McGinnis, is I mean, he's not a bad artist, yeah. but he's got a style that I normally don't like. Right. And with this book he's changed it for that, but who's to say that he's gonna do the same on the next book? Stuart Ineman is style is solid.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: It's you know, every book he does looks great. Every you know panel to panel it fits people look like they're supposed to you're not going to get confused between is this sue storm or is this scarlet or is this white mm-hmm. queen you know you can tell who people are and that's something that that guy just nails he he brings it every time that he puts you know pen to paper or digitally however you do it mm-hmm. now he brings it he brings it every time and uh i think that's one of the reasons why he won last year is he's consistently a yeah. good artist and the reason
2: i'm giving it to McInnes isn't because you know his style might change it's because the style we're getting now in these first four issues of amazing x-men right mm-hmm. I At least get, i can never remember <laughs> that too name. many adjectives yeah uh, not adjectivalously adjacent X-Men, but uh amazing X-Men. It is really fun. And he's putting those touches of having them all be pirates. And he's, it just looks like it's. he's having a lot of fun doing the book. And Stuart Eminence work, you know, I, I'm trying to remember back from Battle of the Atom, and I don't remember any... It's just you know, it's one of those damning thing. It's such a stupid thing when you're trying to be critical of something. Well, it's consistently good. Yeah. You know, it's yeah. just... Yeah, yeah. It's He's always very consistently good and it isn't anything new from what he does. He, so he hasn't, he's been A plus all this time. <laughs> how dare he not become A plus plus? You know, it's yeah. like, I know it's, it's stupid. It's, it's horrible. Uh, that's, but that's how my mind is working right now. Where McGinnis was, you know, he has raised his bar, you know, he, he's, and it, it's been a lot of fun reading uh, Amazing X Men, and it's partly due to his his artwork. So there we go. So Chris, uh, go ahead.
1: I will say, you know what? It's always an honor to be nominated in this because we don't buy a crazy amount of comic books, mm-hmm. and we're not like that stereotypical like comic book podcast. I feel.
2: That buys, like, everything on the shelf and then actually has time to read everything on the shelf. You have to win
1: us over. And Stuart Eminent, you were a pleasure to talk to. You were a pleasure to view and just absorb. I'm going to give my vote to him. Ed McGinnis, thank you very much for doing a great job and amazing. And I look forward to seeing everything else you do this year. And hopefully we'll see you back in the 2015 bracket.
2: Mm-hmm. Uh one of the top r- artists for me, you know, this is, was really hard to make, put them, him at uh, number two, but, you know, Enderman deserves to be number one. Uh, Dividaja. Versus Ryan Stegman. Uh, Stegman was put on the list because, honestly, it's his work from a Superior Spider-Man. It is a and this superior is on looking Spider-Man book. And this was off of Chris's recommendation. And I figured, you know, well, that guy had one book. Aja basically had the one book of Hawkeye. Let's, let's put them into uh, the bracket together. See what comes out. And my vote is, of course, because I didn't read Superior Spider-Man, I really can't say that Aja's work was definitely better, but I can assume it. Ryan Segman <laughs> and say that my pick is Aasha. I this is
1: a a tough pick because I think Ryan Segment knocked it out of the park on Superior Spider-Man and it had everything you would want to see in a Spider-Man book. He did it so well.
2: Big boobs on black uh, black cat. No, no, that's, that's what I like it's, to see in a. It's just like
1: those fun, like quirky, exaggerated Spider-Man poses. Okay, it, it just—it looks
0: so cool, and it still has like that '90s Spider-Man feel to it. John's looking at his artwork up here. Like
2: it's—that's <clears throat> it the one thing with Spider-Man the uh, the comic uh, book creator bracket. The it's a lot easier to get examples of their work when you're talking about artists versus you know trying to get examples of writers. So, John, go ahead. What's who's Um
0: your I I definitely think like f- scrolling through his art definitely is that more as as fun as it is, but it does have that more realistic kind of look to it. David, like David Aja's work on <laughs> on uh, Hawkeye, it just it fits the book so well that when I notice he's not on it. Uh, it it always takes me a little bit out of the book. The other artist that's on the book, um, the other is two artists sometimes, right? Yeah, yeah,
2: it's it's, it's uh, just quite a
0: bit. Um, it does switch quite a bit, but man, those first couple, those first, those first two, like two trades, like it just so I, I don't know. I just love that kind of dark, edgier book. The panel layout of that, and with um, Ryan, like he's got the panel layout of, like, in Spider-Man, you know, the criminal's on the web, and in every web hole is how he got into the web. You know, like, okay. he does yeah. really cool, cool page, pa- layout. pa- page layouts, too, and how he's breaking them up. Um, but I don't... I didn't read the, the Spider-Man. It's good, I like it, but with just being... Such a huge fan of, uh, David Aja over at Hawkeye. I gotta give it, I gotta give it to that.
2: It's, it's an honor to be nom- to be uh, nominated.
1: It's like, Ryan Segman, Stig- you did a great Spider-Man book, but I think David Aja, if you put him on anything, it's gonna be a great book.
2: Great. Right, uh, next up, we have Mike Allred versus Chris Somney. Both very cartoony. Uh, we already heard Chris's opinion about Mike Allred. Uh, so we get another cartoony guy with a heavier line, I think. You know, much darker line and also, uh, uh, he usually doesn't go for colors. He doesn't work with colorists that really make his work overly pop. It's a very, usually a much more muted style and he uses a lot more black than I think Mike Allred does. He does a lot more of uh, figures in actually just all black, uh, with Chris Omni. Even in his work on Daredevil, it makes sense. Because you don't get that heavy, you don't, you know, the guy's flying, so you don't need a bunch of heavy detail to kind of get into that look and feel. uh Chris Somney is somebody I've been following for years now, and I've really enjoyed you, um, from The Mighty. That, I was going to
1: say, that was the book where I really took note of him, because you kept talking about it, because that was the one that was written by
2: Pete Tomasi, mm-hmm. too, right? Yeah, yeah, Pete Tomasi, and Chris Somney took over art on that book, and, you know, I really enjoyed it. I um, really like his thick... All the lines he, he uses lines sparingly, but they all have weight, you know, yeah. they all make sense. Uh, but Mike Allred on FF was just so much fun. I'm still looking, you know, it really, this year was the year that really turned me on to Mike Allred's art was, was this year. So I have to give
0: it to Mike Allred. Uh, I really like Chris Omni's art. Like it, it's one of those styles that, Mm-hmm. Just fits the things that I lo- like, the styles that I love, and he's worked on the like the books that really fit that. Um, but since I got back into comics in two thousand one, I've loved. Um, you,
2: you can <laughs> all, say you were a madman. I or I for, was all
0: red for all red. I I enjoyed any time I saw him. Uh, you know, I read some of um, ecstatic. Mm-hmm. and all though and all, all this different stuff that i've seen him on i'm always interested in and in pick him up i've watched uh these really cool interviews with him he's a really interesting guy and um this is it's kind of a tough one cuz it's like someone i just i ultimately always love Versus someone. If I was
2: doing my job setting up the bracket, then yes, it should be a tough. One. <laughs> it should be, yeah, exactly. If I sucked at
0: it, it wouldn't be tough. I think this is this is also for you. You know, you yeah. put these two people that you like, yeah, yeah, and it's it really is, it really is tough. Um, <coughs> do you want me to go first? Since it was tough for me, but I, you know, I really have yeah. When do you go?
2: I've been picking Somni for I would pick Somni almost every other year, but this year is what really made me an All Red fan, so I had to go with All Red. And it could be because
1: I've never really read too much of Chris Somni, but mm-hmm. he's completely nailed like the look and feel of what a Daredevil comic book should have. And this is coming off the heels of our much lauded Pop and blow. previous winner Paulo Rivera, mm-hmm. and. Artwork can destroy a book if it's not something that conveys the story well enough.
2: Look at Matt Fraction's run on X Men with art by Greg Land.
1: It it just it can take you out of it and make you drop that book. I was I almost said hate, but hate's really strong for it. It's, just, mm-hmm. it's not to your taste at that point.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: And we loved Daredevil so much, and after the artist switch, like we just we kept on loving it. <laughs> It held true. Chris Amney did a great job on Daredevil. I think when I look back on this Daredevil run, I'm going to remember his artwork more than Paulo Rivera's at this point.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: Because
1: he was on the book longer, and he had so many great issues on it.
2: And That Silver is... Surfer one that I even thought was done by <laughs> Mike <Michael> Allred.
1: <laughs> and I'm going to kind of go back to what I was saying before. Mike Allred's art, like, yeah, it's bright, it's poppy, it jumps out at you, but... You don't like how he does eyes, either. It's so static. Like, when you're looking at it, you're, it's, you're looking at just something that's so rigid, I feel. Hmm. It, there's It just doesn't convey that sense of emotion. Like, he does great emotion in the faces, and he <laughs> does that very well, but... It's distracting to me because everything is so vibrant and everything else is just fighting for so much attention on that page and in that panel that it's clashing against the actual storytelling itself. So th- I have to give it to
0: Chris Samney for that. Um, you swayed me to go to Chris Samney. Really? Somney. And it's because of the Daredevil stuff. And I'm just thinking of like when he was fighting the other Daredevil guy.
2: Okay. And yeah, the, like uh, even that
0: cover when he's got the, yellow, the uh, uh Kari, yeah Kiri. He's, yeah, yeah. he's got, you know, fighting Jack's, uh, uh, boxing okay. robe on. Like all that stuff. And it did. It, 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 it's almost like, Paulo, who? With that book because it is just an amazing looking book. Everything and it, it's, I, it's a style that I love and he, he brings it and he does such a great job with it. Now for what Chris was saying against Mike Allred, right, I don't, I don't, I understand like where you're coming from where there's just too much going on on the page with the colors and everything. But that's kind of what I like about his art is just the, the pops. Um, but yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go Chris Omni Wow. Okay, uh,
2: name that's hard to
0: pronounce is, uh, <laughs> versus... Paul, who's
2: your pick? I already, he I said, already... He said, he said Mike already. Because okay. I was, you know, he really just, for whatever reason, this year was the year where I was like, wow, I'm gonna follow this guy no matter what book he does now. Uh, except for a dupe, because I don't care about dupe. <laughs> 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 Isab versus, uh... Jamie McCalvey? Is it Jamie McCalvey? Jamie McAlvey. Okay. This is Aburibic from, uh, Thor, God of Thunder, which has just been outstanding artwork and it's, it is hand in hand goes with the storytelling that, uh, Jason Aaron has
0: been doing over there. Absolutely. And every, everything with that artwork, artwork just, Fits. Fits, and it exactly. makes the book even otherworldly. It makes the book even better. Did you read the last issue not with yet. him versus Galactus? Like, no,
2: because I had to change my password on it. Oh yeah. And yeah. I'm like, oh, I gotta change, you know, do all that, and I'm like, okay, I'll buy my comic books later then.
0: Um, it takes like two seconds. I it's not that bad. Uh, but
2: I don't like doing. I don't like doing it on the tablet, so I'm like, okay, I have to go online and then click the email, you know, and all that. Yes.
0: This this is.
2: I will get to it eventually oh my but God. this so, this like even the last issue with old you know being helped up by his daughters
0: yeah yeah uh with this one it's it's even better in the clash of these two like after i finished reading it i read it on my lunch break and i went back to work and i looked around and there's like absolutely nobody i could talk to about how great this book was and how much i loved the art in it mm-hmm. that i just f- Basically, just forced myself upon someone just to corner them and talk about how great the artwork is, and then pull out the my phone and show him how. And he's like, mm-hmm. "Yeah, that's that's really cool. Like, oh wow." But it was, it's that I love that artwork, and it it fits. I I really do is that love why it.
2: You were in HR the other day. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but this last issue, like how he draws the two of them, everything that comes together, it just. It just cements it that even though I like McKelvey and how he did the panel layouts, like mm. when he had Loki like break into the other panel to get him out, I thought that was amazing. Yeah. I thought that was so great and it, it was so fun for the book. But just the, it's, it's two completely different styles. It really is. And, um, and I have to go with. Uh, I'm sorry, I'm Rivick. still
2: thinking about. I'm still thinking about you in the break room if you're off. If you're working. Oh, it was out saying, "Hey, hey, let me show you my one-eyed Thor."
0: <laughs> one-eyed Thor. What? Because <laughs> he has one eye. You know? The, the when yeah, old the man old Thor. Thor has has one eye. So I'm like, "Can I show you Thor's hammer?" <laughs> like that would have been a better one.
2: No, because one-eyed Thor, like my one-eyed. One-eyed Willie. One-eyed Willie. One-eyed Not monster. Not to make a Goonies <laughs> reference. But, yeah. yeah. I think mine worked better. Anyways. Really? That's two votes. Chris? uh, Well, since we're at the point now where
1: my vote doesn't matter, I have to give it up for Jamie McKelvey because he was a creator that I knew existed before this year, but it was Young Avengers, and it was that just jumping off the page, character work, the breaking through the panels literally on the page to tell the story the issue of young avengers where um novar is like taking out the people in the club but it's set up like the uh, instructions to like building furniture almost or it's okay, like yeah, yeah. step one he's here two he's like across the room like, yeah, yeah. shooting people in the face
2: mm-hmm. The the setup and the graphic design of that book was the only thing that kept me even remotely interested in it. it, I
1: I think it was so well done. And then even when we read Suburban Glamour, it was like, he's got just like that fun, like, Mm -hmm. pop, like, punk rock style that it just, it speaks to me. And Mm -hmm. the same thing you guys could say for um, Mike Allred, where it's just like that bright color jump Mm -hmm. off at you. I get that from him. Yeah, you do. Um And he's one of those creators that I will be looking for. On they're all books bright colors,
2: but they're all flat colors, too. Yeah,
1: it's like the color palette that he works in, everything works together. Like, mm-hmm. I feel like nothing's really competing for my attention because And Mike must... Allred
2: will pick some zany colors, like that really weird pink to go next to a really weird red. Yeah. And they do kind of clash a little bit, at least in my eyes. No, no, it's I would go right there. With I don't you. know if you guys see it the same way, but yeah, sometimes it's like a little clash. But I kind s- of enjoy it.
1: I might not see it the same way, but I definitely understand okay. what they're saying. But I feel Jamie McKelvey like he has studied the color wheel to learn like what tints and shades work so well together mm-hmm. that he can put them on the page and it works. So, Um like I said, at this point, my my pick has nothing, but That's I know okay. that he's our artist that I'm heart. going to be following. And while we, you guys were talking, I was looking at Isad Ribik's artwork, and like everything he does has that same look to it. And mm-hmm. while it might work on God Thor. of Thunder... Wait, and it does work. It, it seems so much more suited for those covers on every other book that you see, but they don't catch your attention when you're looking at them on... The uh, like the shelf, okay. Like nothing against him, like it's great artwork, but I was looking at his Wolverine stuff and I was like, right. it looks just like Thor. There, there's nothing that's grabbing me about it, but
2: you know, it it definitely works in Thor, though, and that's where we read them. Uh, so we got Stuart Eminem versus Chris Somni. Well, are
0: we going to jump over to... No, no, we finish up. Well, we, le- yeah, we, we get last, down to the end. Last then one, then I, I thought up. you jumped over. All right, so what yeah, do we get? We
2: got to the very end, and then we jumped over. We didn't pick who right. won from.
0: All right, I'm sorry. It's okay, I mean, wrong.
2: I understand. I, you're, wearing green. you're
0: wearing green on a Sunday,
2: therefore you wouldn't understand these things.
0: I'm not wearing anything that's green.
2: <laughs> but you made the joke before that I always change the rules on you, and... You know, for the brackets. Never mind. It was well, I'm not joke. wearing green. I apologize.
0: Stuart Eminem versus Chris Omni. Can you not tell what I'm wearing? It's dark in here. No. It doesn't, matter.
2: <laughs> it doesn't really matter. Nobody can tell what you're wearing. I'm wearing hey, all blue. It's audio. Nobody can tell what you're wearing, John. Nobody.
1: Nobody.
3: Nobody.
1: Stop undressing. This is just for our Stuart benefit, Stewart
2: Stuart versus Chris Omni.
1: Somebody this is... One of those picks where I would have to go Chris Somney. okay Stuart Eminem does great superhero artwork. It just like it grabs you like it's so expressive and fun.
3: <laughs>
1: I think chris Omni's can do the same thing, but is better suited for storytelling,
2: yeah, uh. Hands down, I will always go with a guy like Chris Somney over a guy like Stuart Eminem Because Stuart Eminem does great uh, journeyman work in the superhero genre. It's just that classic comic book look. But I will always go with a more quote-unquote cartoony guy, like somebody coming from the uh, Darwin Cook kind of school of art. And Chris Somney is right in that same vein. And uh, since I didn't pick Stuart Eminen last time around, I have no problems with voting him down again this time around so chris omni would go on from for me uh
0: and i'm gonna agree with both of you guys every both of what you guys said it 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 is that just that style that i do like more than you know man.
2: aja versus rivik this is this is uh Hawkeye versus Thor right now. <laughs> and I have to say David Aja brings more graphic design into his work. Yes. And I will and that's what's gonna tip tip it for me is that kind of element where you saw very big, great storyteller, on the page, just some of his work has been stick you know, that like if two page spreads were still a thing. This guy would be blowing it up, but he keeps most of his work to a one page like big panel kind of action you know action scene like that just are ingrained in my mind but uh just that little bit of graphic design I think really helps out and makes a comic book even more interesting and uh, David Asha has been doing that
1: and that's what I'm gonna give to Hawkeye because if Hawkeye was just any other book. Like, with an artist on it. Like, if it was still written by Matt Fraction, but we had someone else on our work, we wouldn't be getting the same story. Even if it was written, like, the exact same way, we're delivered something with Uh, David Aja.
2: The thing is, I don't think it would be written the exact same way because you couldn't do that pizza dog issue with just any artist because you wouldn't trust the artist to do it. Yeah. Like, you would... I think there's... You would have to read the script, to be sure. Yeah. But I think that Matt Fraction and David Dodge are working so well together. And they've worked that's, together for years, too. Yeah, and that's what makes it, you know, that's what I think he allows the storytelling to be. T- he's using the artist to help tell the story more so than I think he would with other artists. And we even say, John, you don't like the Kate stuff because it isn't. No, I like the Kate stuff. Okay. Well, who did was I talking to? Chris, are you not a no? Big fan? I like the Kate stuff, and okay, I have no idea what I'm talking about right now. I must have been listening to another podcast talking about comic books, and they <laughs> talk about the Kate stuff and not liking it as much is because the storytelling isn't quite the same. It's,
0: no, but it's a, it's a different, different it's, a different, yeah, it's also yeah. a different story. It's also a different story. Yeah, like I, her stuff, her, st- her, st- not to, to have a completely like side thing here. No, but it's okay. Her. Her stuff doesn't need, nor does it fit with the David Aja stuff. The brighter, the poppier stuff mm-hmm. is what fits with that story and the storytelling telling that he's doing with her. Right. Um,
1: but I, yet, I feel bad that I'm blanking out on the artist that did the Kate stuff. Frank Avila? Is it? I think so. Okay. Uh, because, like, there's the scene in one of the, like, Last issues where she's going online trying to study how to become a private investigator, I felt her frustration like going throughout that, and that was all told in the art and I think David Aja could have done that as well um, but that's the like the caliber of artists that we're getting on this book and to kind of circle back, I think David Aja is just a fantastic storyteller on his own and
0: the, the, my, the, the smallest little detail can say so much, you know, a look on a face, the way he has the, you know, a guy's head down, you know, all those things, and you, he shows it in Clint when somebody storms out of the thing, and there's no panel, it's just him there, and it says everything that needs to be said. And you
1: get those panels of Clint where he's kind of just like looking out like the side of his eyes, like, Mm, yeah.
0: It it just, it works. Uh, it does, and I have to give it to, uh, David Aja as well. Um, as much as I like the other work, if you gave me two books, one with that Aja style, that kind of a darker, little grittier style versus, versus, uh, Brivix, I would go with the, the Aja style, always. All right. So... We're up to David Aja
2: versus Chris Sobney. but first we're going to jump it over to the DC this side. This is what he did last
0: time. But first we're gonna we're gonna crack open this baby maker. And this is by Jack Abbey. This is another Jack's Abbey beer. Uh, we had their uh, Framing Hammer aged in coffee with with coffee in bourbon barrels. I'm
1: just, I'm looking at one of the last David Aja. Issues of Hawkeye now. And it's just Clint standing there with like down. down outside of the van. Nope, nobody
0: else could draw that and have it read
1: the same way.
0: So this is a lager wine that was... Yeah. <laughs> that was aged in the bourbon barrels that they used for the Framinghammer. Mm.
2: For the Framinghammer. Uh, Pluta, who did the uh, Hawkeye annual. Pluto? That was the one that Pluto? we didn't like though, because Pluto? there was yeah.
1: like so much just like the blacked, blacked out panels. Yeah.
2: Oh yeah, 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 yeah.
1: But that's um, the artist you wanted to put in from She
2: Hulk.
0: Yeah, yeah, I liked it in She Hulk. I didn't like the eyes in She-Hulk.
2: Oh, that's who didn't like eyes. I- okay, see, I'm getting all confused. I thought that's somebody okay. didn't like Mike Allred's eyes. Okay,
0: but it's...
1: I don't like Mike Allred. He didn't like Javier have Polita's
2: eyes. Okay, Ludo. I like
0: the rest of the art. I just did not like those up-close pictures of her face.
2: All right. So, let's go to the top of DC's list in uh, Greg Capullo versus... Philip Tan. Billy Tan? Billy this Tan. This is Billy Tan.
0: This beer was aged for nine months in the bourbon barrels previously used for the Framinghammer. Uh, um, a lengthy process allows a 14% beer to oh, mellow up and develop with vanilla, almost honey-like sweetness, and plum-like dark fruits. It's It has the nose of almost like a dog
1: or cat food. It smells like kibble to me. Really? I, I don't know, know, know if it's because I've been sneezing and like blowing my
0: nose a
2: lot today, but...
0: I don't it has, like, a kibble nose to I don't me. get the dog food. I get a sweetness on
2: the nose. Mm-hmm. I get a sweetness.
0: And Is get... it a sweetness that's akin to kibble? No. By any chance. No.
2: Okay. My nose might just be off then. I almost get a bubblegum-type flavor
0: on this. It's definitely it, a... Mm. I can see that, yeah. I, I I can see it getting to a bubble gum, but you never get to yeah, a yeah,
2: gum. never get to it. But the, right off the, it's that sweet, really sweet, like, and then it kind of mellows out to a fruity taste. Yeah, it's um, fourteen percent beer. Yeah, I get uh, vanilla sweet. at the very end. But man, it, no, it's it's leaving my tongue really dry. Like I just you know had an alcohol. I or like something. it. Like you just went down on
0: some sandpaper. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I don't know why I said that. Uh, um, I like it you a lot. Know, it gives you like, mm-hmm. it's like it buttery. I got a butteriness. Yeah. Okay. I can
2: kind of understand a buttery butteriness to it. Yeah. Uh, this is a weird beer. It is weird. I First of all, it's called Baby Maker.
1: <laughs> <laughs> we didn't talk about that at all, did we? We didn't. No. Well, it's called Baby Maker. <laughs> called Baby Maker. I it's, like it. I like it, but I don't know why. Because there's way too much happening with it. Like, I get the buttery. I can't even speak. The butteriness, because there's like a richness kind of on the back of the tongue after you take that first swallow. But I get
0: the I get the bubblegum thing too. Yeah, uh, we got a, We have a, another bottle of this, so. We'll sell it till next year, yeah, and hopefully we can get one. a fresh bottle too next year. So bizarre! It's very different. Da, 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 da. Like I wouldn't label it. Um, <clears throat> well, it's, it says it's a lager wine, which I don't even know what that means. Well, Jack's Abbey. When they started stuff out, they only made like loggers, but then like they make a Framingham hammer, which is a uh, a Baltic. Porter, you know, it's like so they don't do it anymore. What do we like? That's a Baltic Porter. Is it? It's not Storm King. No,
1: there's something else that we've had. Is it one of the Ballast Point? That's like a Baltic Porter. I don't one know. of our favorite
2: beers. Actually.
0: Yeah, something we just recently had was a Baltic Porter that we were raving about.
2: Hmm. I don't remember, but I do remember Greg Capillo's art. From
1: Batman. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Paul. I know. We have not been on topic for like five minutes.
0: No, we're talking about beer. You guys were jumping over when I didn't get to talk about the beer. I don't know. And now I really need to find out what know, the Baltic Porter find... was. It's okay. You guys look that up. We might need to pause. because yeah, it's bothering us, me. Put us on a pause because I am not going to pay attention. I'm just going to say I'm really going to be like yell out one name and not talk about it. Okay.
1: We never we'll find out like Baltic Porter.
0: <laughs> I, I have to say it's probably the half idiot.
1: But, it, it's something else we've we've drank before. Not we well, we've had
0: the show, we've but, had the Baltic we've had the Framinghammer
1: mm-hmm. Christmas when my mom came up. No, this is just a beer that we you just see it out and like we buy it.
0: That one that was aged uh, in wine in red wine bottles from. No, nope, this isn't a fancy Vic- beer from Victory. We drank it when we were watching Jackie Chan movies. When we watch Rumble in the Bronx, I think that was a Baltic Porter. I will find this Baltic Porter.
1: He will find and it. And I will mis- like bring it up and he'd be like, "Oh yeah, it's just a beer.
2: Like we just have it." But Chris, can you do that and also talk about the bracket at the same I time? I would love to. Okay.
1: You just try me, Paul. Greg Capullo versus
2: Philip or I, Billy Tan. I I haven't written on the
1: This case. is Billy Tan who's over on Green Lantern right now. Um this is a... This is harder for me than it should be, I think.
2: Cause yeah. Cause Rick
1: Capullo's doing great on Batman, and he has been for the past two years. And I think in the last... Like, the year zero arc, we've gotten a lot more, like... His, like, previous work over on Spawn kind of, like, seeping through because we've got, like, the weird uh Dr. Death, mm-hmm. like, bone monsters coming in. Um... It's still a great-looking book, and I forgot about how much I enjoyed, like, Billy Tan over on Green Lantern until we were actually talking about this. Because then I looked through the Green Lantern stuff, and I was like, no, this dude does a great, like, bright, bold superhero book every single month. Um, but I still kind of have to give it to Greg Capullo. Yeah. On Batman, because that book is just great. And the fact that he can do, like, the young, like, Bruce Wayne, like, with the purple gloves on. Mm-hmm.
2: And like, it talk- harkens back to that era, but it also harkens back to, uh, the Dark Knight Returns with the lightning, with him in silhouette with the lightning bolts and everything that happened. Yeah. And him just being up on the wire. There was definitely a, a panel in. And so, yeah, I have to definitely go with. Red Capullo, not only because I just don't read anything Green Lantern, it's just because his work is that good. It's great looking, but if there was better work being done, I'm sure I would have heard about it. Billy
1: Tan's doing great on Green Lantern right now. Mm -hmm. I think he's following up what we had a while ago with Ivan Rice on it. Mm Ree- I still never, Reese, Rice.
2: I, yeah, I think it's Reese.
1: I feel I don't know. Billy Tan's a better fit on this book than we've had for the past couple of years with Doug Mankey on it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I haven't And I mean, that's bad because this is a book that I've been reading for years now, and I love no matter what. But he, this is a guy that I want drawn my aliens because there's love and care put into each and every one of them. And John's looking through the artwork right now.
0: Yeah, the art's the art's really good. The Green Lantern stuff is really nice. It's 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 a good sci fi superhero. It's a sci fi. It has like a little bit like of a '90s kind of quality to it, but a like a good '90s work. And I think that's a little bit in the coloring and a little bit kind of in the A little bit of this. I, I don't want to say sketchiness, but the line, the you know, the black lines around everything. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not reading Green Green Lantern. Um, I do I do like it. Like, the, the one cover where it's Hal's head and, like, there's the alien tentacle and yeah. stuff. Like They're dealing with aliens
1: that are shape-changers right now, the Durlins.
0: And that's – I mean, that's an awesome cover. Like, it's a cover that would, as a Green Lantern fan who I haven't been reading, makes me want to pick up that book. Um, but I have to give it – I have to – Greg Capullo, that art is just so crisp – it's so great and then you you do have like that that bone monster that looks like it's just effortless that he draws that and then you have like the the cracked cowl you know on bruce and everything and just everything about that book is just so so solid there's nothing like there's nothing you can complain about with that Hmm. batman book is there stuff to complain about from Jim Lee,
2: or David Finch's art over on David Finch is doing Forever Evil. Jim Lee is doing what? Justice League. Just, 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 Justice League.
0: Uh, he was doing Superman Unchained in the beginning. Oh, Superman Unchained. Yeah, that was a really which is a really good
2: looking book. Great looking book, I'd say. That first few issues that he did, uh, you know. Blew up a space station, came <coughs> up with this character called race, you know. Good stuff. I. satellite I
1: cannot get into David Finch art. No, me either. And I was reading his Justice League of America when that first came out. Like I think I read like the first five or six issues.
2: He was doing Batman the Dark Knight for He a while. did Batman
1: Dark Knight. He's doing Forever Evil right now.
2: And he just has that
1: John, you said kind of 90s sketchy artwork before. But you're like, but the good kind. He falls very much into just like that other 90% of it where it's just all like the gritted teeth, balled up fists
2: in every panel. Justice League of America was going to be my Justice League book, and I couldn't get into it, partly because of the art.
1: There's no subtlety to his art. Mm. Not that there is to Jim Lee either, because I think... We have two artists of very much the same cloth right here, right now, and
2: what? Somebody yeah, set up the bracket right. There.
0: <laughs> and I think that one I did an eye roll to, Paul. I know, really. G- that one G- you Lee did on purpose. Going to be yes. better. These two together, yeah. All around, because there's a lot. One more thing
2: structure. you guys mentioned them. I erased other people's names <laughs> and put them together. <laughs>
1: there, there's a lot more structure to Jim Lee art, and I think he's better at the storytelling. 'Cause I just I d I mm-hmm. I don't think any of that when hey, I think of Jim or
2: David Finch art. Yeah, it's a cleaner line versus the sketchy line of <laughs> David Finch.
1: Like but Lee's still pretty sketchy, but all of those extra lines and crosshatches, they have meaning. Mm-hmm. It's not just that oh I need to put in more sketches and shading
2: Yeah, because I always think of uh, David Finch, like, jawlines have, like, four or five different lines on the jawline for, I'm guessing, no purpose other than to look kind of sketchy and to kind of give, I guess, almost like a squiggle vision.
1: Squiggle vision, yeah.
2: (laughs) Almost kind of style of just, you know, things moving constantly. Uh, John, uh, your vote doesn't really count, but go ahead.
0: Uh, I think I'm going to – I would back uh, Jim Lee over uh, Finch. And I wasn't I wasn't super happy with Jim Lee on Unchained. I thought it was just kind of of a for someone who has such a name, it just seemed like he handed in a book like he didn't make it as Jim Lee as he could. Um I just think I think that was my I felt this way something about that he did done he had he blah, 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 blah. he has done recently and I that's the only book I can think of but I'd give it to Jim Lee
2: okay about Jay Lee right from Batman Superman or Kenneth Rocafort from the Superman books. This is not re- being
0: this is it. really tough because <laughs> Rocafort's on here because. You're, you're you're pushing. You put I on. I put him on here because I do really love his his art, his layouts, like his style. I, I it's one of those ones that I really love that I felt needed to be on here. Uh, but there's
2: only two spaces I could put him in. I know D- this it was either go up against Capullo or go against Jay Lee because honestly, I needed Jim Lee or uh, yeah Jim oh, Lee yeah. And Finch to go up against yeah. each other and Chang and Sorrentino to go up against other each other because I feel like those two are kind of similar also.
0: But Ja... uh ja, I always wanna call him Ja. Jay Lee yeah, his his Batman Superman book was just so cool. Mm-hmm. Um it was just re- Gotham's design. Oh my gosh. part you know just, just how he the- used the shadows with everybody. Mm-hmm. And then I I I gotta give it to Jay Lee on that. <laughs> it's just it was just so much I, for a Batman yeah. Superman book, you would think it was spo- this was supposed to be like a graphic novel just put out. Like, yeah. it it was just amazing.
2: I completely agree with everything you said, John, and I vote the same way.
1: Yeah, I think Kath Rockford. I really enjoyed him over on Red Hood and the Outlaws, and I feel him not being on that book is really what hurt it in my eyes, and like part of why I dropped off of it. Um, I didn't read I think maybe I picked up like one issue of the Superman book that you passed off and it was that Kenneth Rockford like yeah this is like
0: cool fun yeah uh, the, the, like slightly washed out superhero look but it wasn't the, as, the colorist he works with yet yeah, has that kind of wash out but look. it's not as
1: in Paul you can defend Francis Manipal on this mm-hmm. but it's not as colors. like washed out or like diluted almost okay like we had on the flash uh, stuff.
2: I can understand your criticism. Um but you understand mm, that you are wrong.
1: Yeah. No, <laughs> not it's not. there's there's nothing wrong with that artwork at all, but just it's not what I yeah, look prefer for or mm-hmm. expect. And Kent Rockford I feel is Chris, that's how I see all colours. It's <laughs> I'm out and kinda of <laughs> muted. He's good. I don't put him up at that level as Francis Smanipole on like the artwork level, but wow. just from like the kind of colouring standpoint, like, you were talking about his like panel layouts and everything all of his panels to me are very 90s influenced
0: i think i'd say a little somewhat
1: you see a panel but then it's like boom there's like things like jumping out of it like because it's like dynamic and it's cool like it it works for what
0: he does i think if anyone else tried it it wouldn't work as much he also those things that are booming out have even the smallest little bit has an amazing amount of detail to it. But I, I think Jay Lee is just a great artist all around. And he He's an artist's artist. Yeah. Like what he does, I, I, you could hang on a wall, it's just as art. Him hey on Batman is a no-brainer, and I think it
1: was this year. I could be wrong, it could be back in 2012 now, but uh, he did the... Before Watchmen, Osmandius' book too, which perfect fit for that. Just kind of like structured, but there's like that darkness and a depravity to it. Yeah, he he does it. He, um, I
0: don't know. Is he still on Superman? Batman? No, I don't think so. Okay, I think it was just that first arc because I but, don't think Greg Peck's on it anymore either.
2: Oh, yeah, I don't know. I think, but
0: I think that book
2: is definitely rotating through the artist. But
0: I think like Jay Lee is just.
1: Uh, I was I was gonna say this. But Jay, I he have was to, almost like, inhuman
2: in his also in his uh, great comic book. His
1: human is awesome. He is almost up to that JH Williams the third cell where when you're looking at the page, you're like, "Wow, this is gorgeous." Not, not quite at that level, but it elevates what comic book artwork can be.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh, and I'll I'll say this about the Batman Superman book. It's it was his art that made me buy the second. Yeah. The story was just a story. The art is what made me buy the next book and the mm-hmm. book after that and the book after that.
3: Yep.
0: Um it wasn't it wasn't the story. It was what I wanted I what he was doing the next thing he was gonna do. Cliff Chang versus uh
2: Adrian uh Sarantino. <laughs> <And> this
1: <laughs> is a this is kind of a tougher pick and i am going to look over to the two of you because you were both championing their artworks paul you were pulling for cliff shang
2: oh yeah definitely
1: john you're a big um andrea sorrentino fan um wouldn't me over guys this will be what decides who moves along
2: uh if you were to say that you could sell a wonder woman book without making wonder woman being quote unquote cheesecakey you know or good girl art or cheesecake art uh, I, I didn't think it would be done, but Cliff Chang has been doing it and consistently, and you, you know, have this guy come up with a pantheon of gods, quite literally, and have them all look different and just be very imaginative. And that's what he's been doing for the last 29 issues of Wonder Woman. And it's been a tour de force, and consistently great. Or the past three years now of the new DCU, and uh, that's what I have to say about that. Uh,
0: Sorrentino is really good too. You're
2: not
1: winning
0: with that, Paul. Sorrentino, but, <laughs> but not as good. Sorrentino, fun. the way he was—I well, i have I, maybe looked through. I read the first issue of I Vampire. I thought the artwork was okay. Mm-hmm. It didn't really grab me. I wasn't into that story. I didn't really care it's about. it. It's very Jay Lee like. Mm-hmm. Yes, um, but with what he was doing on Green Arrow, mm-hmm. like he would like frame the action and then take and not have it just have it a sketch, no color to it, to show to show the art. It was something very different, um. It has a kind of a darkness to it that I do enjoy. But out of the two, uh I'm gonna go with Cliff Chang on this. Yeah, because one, if you like
2: Chris Omni art, you're gonna like Chris Cliff Chang art.
0: Cliff Chang If does you don't that like Jay
2: Lee art because, you know, he uses or don't like uh Polito art because he uses too much uh character and darkness and you know, just outlines, you're probably not gonna I like it. This is my art.
0: time to talk about this. I'm sorry.
1: <laughs> nope. I'll just back
2: you up. It's okay.
0: <laughs> uh what I really like about the Cliff Chang is just it has this pulpiness to it. I love that kind of pulp look and he has that and how he draws everything, the colors he uses. Everything just works for him. The covers for like just Wonder Woman alone are awesome. The layouts he does for that are great. The looks of the books that he do he does is fantastic. Like Cliff Chang yeah, like, it's it's two different sides of what I like, but I lean more towards uh, Cliff Chang versus Sorrentino.
2: Well, Chris, you were looking to us. Well, we kind of talked about this a little bit
0: in the writer's
1: portion of the March Madness brackets. Jeff Lemire is telling the story that we should have had when Green Arrow relaunched in the New 52 and I really wish that Andrea Sorrentino had been over on that book when it launched instead of I, Vampire. I really liked I, Vampire. I, you You dug it, and mm-hmm. the couple issues of it you passed off, they were actually really good. Mm-hmm. And the thing is, like from those issues I read, the art stands out the most. Mm-hmm. But when you kind of equated Cliff Chang to chris samney is like no like he's one of those artists if you put him on anything else in the dc universe it's gonna catch my attention he's gonna be able to tell a different kind of story than what we're getting like i'd love to see him handle batman which one chris samney chris samney you put him on superman that's a book that i'll buy just to see how it looks because i think we'll get that kind of Almost like we got with Chris Sammy and the Mighty. Mm-hmm. That, like, aesthetic to it. So I'm okay with going with Cliff Chang on this. And his reinvention of the gods and the new gods.
2: Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. It, it's, yeah. They're cool, okay? <laughs> they are cool. So that brings us to, with the top seed, Greg Capullo versus the bottom seed that's left, Cliff Chang. <sighs> Do you no. want me to go? Because... I have no. I love Click Chang, but I have to give it to Greg Capullo just because of what we said before, where he he's so versatile and catching every era of Batman. All those very iconic, <clears throat> he redoes every iconic image of Batman in his own voice, <clears throat> which is weird to say when you're talking about a visual medium. You know, yeah. an artist capturing him in his own voice. It's it's Capullo's version of that. Scene from Dark Knight Returns. It's that yeah. Greg Capullo's version of that scene from even the animated series. You know, I was caught myself saying, "Man, this looks very animated series like." And it's it, and that's what leads me to go with Capullo over Cliff Chang, who's like when we were talking about artists. I'm like, nope, Cliff Chang is one of the best there is right now. If over at DC or over at Marvel, like it would, I, I would be hard pressed to find many better than him. Unfortunately, you have. I have, and that's Rick pulo Chris, I didn't want you to throw it to me. You wanted it first.
0: I. I. You, yeah. You. Uh. You. You said you had no dog in this fight. You have no dog in this fight. Don't do it. I don't want to do it.
2: <laughs> I know, but I don't want to do it. Um. <laughs> I needed when to get we... it off my chest as soon as possible because I felt so guilty about not picking Cliff Chang this
3: time.
2: <laughs> I really did. I'm sorry, Chris. I know you called for it first, but no, I was like, nope. I gotta it's... get this off my chest.
1: Like, Greg Capullo is doing an awesome, awesome job over on Batman right now. Cliff Chang has just like an awesome style, mm-hmm. though. Like, you put Greg Capullo on any other book. And I probably wouldn't give it a second look, though.
2: Chang versus Jim Lee? Chang. Chang versus Jay Lee? Chang. Well, the only person that beats him on this bracket is Greg Capullo right now. Chang versus Somni? I'm going Cliff Chang. Chang versus Aja? Well, that would be a different fight, He's like fight a computer
0: too. playing chess. He's showing <laughs> you all the moves.
2: You know what I mean? Like, no, it's no, like, I know. but It's unfortunate that... This is how the bracket, Well, you know, yeah. I'm the one, I'm the only That's person to blame here for making the bracket this way. If created the perfect game, Paul. You but will the, never win. If
0: it. if if you're <laughs> hard pressed way- for
1: this, I can it's, go. I, I'm just, I feel like I need to talk it out to myself because if Greg Capullo was on any other book besides Batman, I don't know if the artwork would carry the same weight. And that's what I'm kind of wrapping well, myself yeah. up in right now because it's we get Scott Snyder's story, mm-hmm. and Greg Capullo's artwork on it, and they work so well together because he,
2: Greg Capullo able to pull from those classic those images that are now so ingrained in us as Batman fans. Mm-hmm. Like I said, the Dark Knight version, this you know the animated yeah. series.
1: But here's the and thing: since, like, it's, since, I was to look at like another Greg Capullo book, like Spawn. Mm-hmm. I probably wouldn't, there keep wouldn't be on that way reading it. And this is,
0: it, exactly. This is what I want to say, and Paul just kept interrupting you. I okay. was going to let you speak, but Paul just kept shoehorning himself in there.
2: Well, no, because I was trying no, to no, reiterate
0: you, what he was saying. No, you just shoehorning your own view in over and over and over again. But here's the thing about Greg Capullo that I've been waiting for my time to speak to okay. do that. But, is it John's time? No, I'm g- pulling a Paul and just going to say this. The thing about Greg Capullo is his work before this, was a different it was a different work he's changed his style to fit this book and i think he likes this style a lot more this style fits him so much better than being that kind of guy that's like i'm on spawn books so i have to draw all these chains all these tattered uh capes i have to be this big bold you know, uh, heavy metal cover artist where now he's taken all that. I had to do all this detail into these little chains that I can put these details into amazing backgrounds and into these facial expressions and to change his, change his style. I would like to see what he's going to do next. I would like to see him stay in this kind of style but maybe change it up maybe get onto somebody else who's a little different where he can then say okay Is now
2: somebody else said another character or somebody another, else, another character writer?
0: another character Okay. maybe with another writer i think with someone like him you have to have a great writer with him mm-hmm. and if you don't he's not going to be as focused i don't think but if you have him with another really good writer i think he can do something really amazing and I think he's done something really amazing. He's stepped up from being just that heavy metal cover artist to somebody who's able to. I, 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 Did he literally write heavy. Do yeah, he's for done. Heavy metal? To yeah. The magazine? No, like heavy metal music okay. albums and stuff oh, like that. Okay. Like, yeah. He's done that. Okay. I want to clarify. Not to interrupt, but to clarify. Thank you for clarifying. But I, that's just, to me, like, he's changed his art. To fit this book, to to really bring his a game. Back to you, Chris. Because I don't see I don't I don't see him going back to a Spawn style book. We already picked Capullo to move on. So. I didn't pick Capullo. Oh, yeah. I just oh. said that about Capullo. Oh, okay. But I oh. feel like you at that point you were just saying like. No, so that's my that's my opinion of Greg Capullo. What's your opinion of Cliff Chang? He's not as good as Greg Capullo. <laughs> so no, he's I uh, he is. Uh. there are two different style artists. Mm-hmm. One is just amazingly stylized and pulpy with Cliff Chang, and just the the it, the art prints that he sells are. When you go to a comic book convention and he's done that Batwoman on the motorcycle to look like the purple rain. Batgirl. Uh, Batgirl. Yep. What I say, Batwoman? Yeah, you said Sorry. Batwoman. No, no, it's fine. Um, Claire you know, he's, he's got the Wolverine, um, Cyclops, and I think Jean Gray, like the Pretty in Pink cover. Okay. You know, like he, the Teen Titans Breakfast Club. Yeah. Though. You mm-hmm. know, he's, he's done all these really great iconic images. And made him fun, pulpy, and comic booky, and I think just all of his his colors, everything that that guy does, you could give him any book and it's gonna pop and it's gonna it's gonna just
3: mm-hmm.
0: be amazing. You can give
1: him any book and it's gonna pop and be amazing. If we had Greg Capullo on a book we have no interest in at all right now, like what would we say? DC's publishing right now that we Could care less about all-star western
0: uh
2: i would do an interesting all-star i think if if greg capullo was on all-star western i think but would that be be the book that
1: like you have to pick up every month
2: it might get me to pick
0: it up at least once to see what he's doing with it see i i don't i don't see greg capullo falling back to that spawn style art but i think him okay, on but is... him on a book with jimmy Palmi- palmiotti and justin gray that would be a book that i would i would say 3.99 mm-hmm. let's let's check it out i liked all star western but i c- i couldn't fathom paying 3.99 for that book with that artist on it mm-hmm. however i i now, no offense to that guy but he did a good job but it more tap. it wasn't it had no gravitas to it. But Jimmy, or uh Bergopolo on it, I probably would buy that book. Because he would during the gravitas. And also he would be able to pull from very
2: iconic images of westerns. Yeah. That he would probably put on the page. That would be a book I would read. Yeah, Or even his motorcycle days, you know, when because he was in the f- present. Because Booster Gold brought uh, what's his name? Jonah Hex into the present. Yeah. He was riding around on a motorcycle. He's writer style.
1: For this, I would say Cliff Chang. Okay. Cliff Chang falls a lot more into that sensibility and what I look for in the storytelling of a comic book right now. I love Greg Capullo. I'm going to continue to keep reading Batman. But Cliff Chang is a great artist all around. And I I think a lot of it is the fact that he's on a book that I'd be buying no matter what with, this is talking about Greg Capillo I'd be buying Batman regardless and the fact that it's a great story from Scott Snyder mm-hmm. and the artwork serving it well, I, didn't, I don't know if I would see him doing as well on like an all-star western book or some, anything else from DC right now
2: We got a very confusing bracket. Listen, click carefully. Jim Lee versus (laughs) Jay Lee. I have to pick Jay Lee because I find that art more interesting. You know, with what, even with the page layout, just the use of blank space with what Jay Lee does versus what Jim Lee does, which is good, but it's that journeyman kind of comic book work that I think a lot of people do. Yeah and a lot of people grew up now we got a lot of artists out there now that grew up reading the 90s Jim Lee stuff and that's how they learned how to draw and Jay Lee gives me a different
0: just a different look of a comic book so i had to pick Jay Lee Jay Lee had that like he he did X-Men like in the 90s like late 90s and stuff and it's really that uh Jim Lee kind of style mm-hmm. And he's become his own. And uh, I would definitely go Jay Lee over Jim Lee. Here's
1: here's my thoughts with Jay Lee. I love his artwork. It's great. It stands out. I can never read too much of it, though. I'm okay with him on miniseries okay. or it's like a one-issue like, standalone story. There's not enough there to keep my attention. It grabs it, but it's gone shortly after. And this is going to come off more glowing than it probably should. Jim Lee just has that comic book style Mm -hmm. that I'm used to, that if I'm reading it on something, it works. Like, it's going to tell the story. It's going to do what it needs to do. Nothing's going to grab me about it, but... It will be consistent, and I don't lose interest in it because it is so. Just that comic book artwork. Mm-hmm. So I'm gonna go Jim Lee for this instead. Kay. Jay Lee, you you put him on like a mini series or a couple issues here and there. All right, that issue's gonna be something for me, but a- after like one or two, it just doesn't mm-hmm. stick in my mind anymore.
0: I can look. I understand that, and I mean that's. I, I only read the first, that first arc with him, you know, on that. As soon as he went off is when I, I left the book. Mm -hmm. Um, You only get very few work from him anyways, so. And the, um, to that, like, yeah, Jim Lee's art is good, consistent, but if nothing pops, if that art isn't bringing you back, as soon as a story arc or an issue fumbles, and doesn't have that art to help keep it up, is when you're really easily, you know, going to jump off that book. And I think like that's to me like Jim Lee. Like the last thing I liked from Jim Lee was Hush. All right, guys. Hey, well, he, uh, just okay. to say this quick, Jay
1: Lee's done the first ten issues of Batman Superman. Oh, how many
0: of those did you buy, John? About the first six, but it's also when I fell out of when we didn't get our books for a couple months. Because issue seven, Greg Pack. Issue
1: eight, Greg Pack. It's been the same creative team on it. Okay. Just,
0: just to throwing that out there. Like, it's been, if, it's been the consistent team that you said Any would keep you... A, a, anyone up against Jim play. Lee, I would pick just about anyone else. Okay. I mean... All right, so that brings us to Greg Capullo,
2: Greg Capullo versus Jay Lee and David Aja versus uh, Chris Omni. So which, which, which fuck do you want to have first? Which one's the easiest? Capullo versus Jay Lee?
1: I think so. Yeah, I okay, think so. Because we so all agree pull Capullo. Yeah. yeah.
2: And we, we've listed enough reasons why. All right. David Aja versus Sabney.
0: I think this is the toughest one. Yeah. Um, this is
2: very tough. You guys won't mind if I throw my gut
0: opinion out first? Look, no, you you've been starting first it. and throwing it out anyways. Well, I asking <laughs> now. I'm going to go over there and poke you in the side. <laughs>
2: I only did it after you started poking me in the side.
0: <laughs> I think it was after all of these beers. Yeah.
2: Every like I've been just only, to push I've been it looking
1: up. at that other Kuhnensch barley wine. I'm like, <laughs> I, I want to go
0: get something else to drink. Should we get another beer and we then have, make these choices? We have all one right. more mashup. Oh, one
2: more. Okay. Oh, one, one more one beer. beer. Paul said one more beer. It's a good thing we have more beer to mold these choices over, right guys? Yes. Now what does I this I thought we were trying to make other choices still so. <laughs> talking about beer. We, remember we're still trying to decide between David Aja and Chris Somney over at Marvel. Before we go up against uh who gets the right to to go up against Greg Capullo. Let me let me take another sip of this beer. What is it? It's
0: what what beer is the this? Beer, this is Morningwood from uh local option Bear worker. Uh this is an oak aged coffee amber. Um you definitely get the coffee to it. You get a little nutty. Um to me it tastes like nachos and cheese. I don't um, get the cheese, but I do get like a salty corn a corny I get like a, a nachos.
2: I get a corn chip kind of flavor to it. I don't get nachos. I don't get nachos, but maybe a corny corn
0: meal. I get, the, yeah, the corny, the corny nachos. It's like the. I can get the corny, like, on the back of the, like, mouth. Makes mm-hmm. me think of yeah, yeah. It makes Have me think case. of, yeah. um, what are the chip company with the. F- Tostitos? No, oh, the farmer. Fritos? uh Troyer Farms? Troyer Farms! The Troyer Farm corn chips. Okay. That's what it I, tastes like. had, I don't know if I've
1: ever had
2: those. That's what it tastes like to me. I just had uh, nachos today for dinner at uh, you know one of our favorite bars, uh, Buffalo's Best.
0: That's your favorite our bar. Girl.
2: One of our favorite. Mm-hmm. When they first came out, you guys were kind of excited about their yeah. prime race. I like that like the first two the, times the, I we went had the, there, like small
1: brew like or small like craft yeah. of the month thing and then they didn't keep up on it.
2: Yeah, now it's their small beer of the month is uh Samuel Adams yeah. Rebel Rye. Yeah. Yeah. Rebel IPA.
0: What you need to go to is Ebenezer Ales. Ebenezer Ales is really good. It's it's what that place should be. Right. But, but anyways, like you got food. nachos for dinner. Pretty much,
2: it was Buffalo's best garbage plate, and it had those Troyer Farm corn chips, the round ones, the round.
0: Yeah, yeah, It was good. This kid I, I went like to elementary school there. with, his dad like worked for him, so we always, like we always had chips galore, chips galore. And then he chips used to galore. tell me, "Oh, when there's that green spot on the potato chip, that's mold." Yeah, that's the best part of the potato chip. Yeah. So fuck that kid. He just always tell me that. And I was like, I'm glad that one time in fifth grade you got a stick in the eye and you had a red eye. Oh, out. I had a <laughs> stick in the eye? And I had to wear an eye patch for two weeks. <laughs>
1: Did you really?
3: Yeah, was, was
0: your my... eye all red? Like it was like um, the blood? No, I scratched my
1: cornea. And if the pulse got his hand in his <laughs> head... Were
0: you, who, uh, were you a pirate?
1: Yeah, I had to wear an eye patch, which was just a piece of gauze taped over my eye for two weeks. I had to take antibiotics. Because the angle that the stick went in scratched a triangular notch out of my cornea. Ooh. Well, if it had gotten it at a different angle, I would have lost my eye. Oh my gosh. Ooh. I wouldn't be friends with you if you had one eye. I was I was at my grandmother's house running around in the field next door with sticks pretending <laughs> they were swords and guns. <laughs> and you're often told as a kid, don't run with sticks. You'll poke yourself in the eye. And that's exactly what happened. I tripped and what like... As I was falling, I put my hands up to stop me, (laughs) but there were sticks in my fucking hands. One of them went right into my left eye.
0: I wonder why people say our podcast is too long. (laughs) To this day, I have worse vision in my left eye because of it. Uh, I recently slipped and Flash fell. Fact. I recently slipped and fell and had a knife in my hand. And what I did is I threw the knife away and just fell. Yeah. Nice, nicely
2: done. I was like seven though. I have uh, scratched and uh, starca- uh tissue on my cornea from having rocks <laughs> uh, <laughs> keep that got into my eye. Oof. Were you we, were you giving them butterfly kisses? <laughs> no. <laughs> just one of those things.
0: <laughs> were the bullies throwing rocks
2: at you? It uh, must have been. I don't remember why, but yeah.
0: Mm. Was this in one of your Lyme disease phases? No. (laughs) So, (laughs) David Aja... We just don't want to make a... We don't want to make a decision on this, Paul. I think that's that's why we're fighting this. Oh. This is... this, uh, This is probably one of... Out of... The last two shows. I just took his glasses off. Uh, and he it, wonders why I
2: just throw a name out there just so I can be done and then let you will know, give you time. To, yeah, I but you pick some, some time. Have you, did you pick on this? I'm going out of these two. Chris Omni.
1: I, I think what it comes down to is the fact that you have a great storyteller versus a good superhero artist. Mm-hmm. I'd i rather go with the great storyteller. You put Chris Samney on Batman, and we're going to be getting probably not the same story, but we're going to be getting something that we'd be talking about still.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: Like regardless if Scott Snyder's on it or not, with either one of these artists, we'd be talking about like how great it is.
0: This is true. Who
1: is?
0: Are you picking someone? David, I'm, David, I'm I'm going Does Chris bring
2: that little bit? You're of going Samnee too. That uh that great uh what what graphic design element that it's, I know you enjoy. It's not as it's not as pronounced, yeah. As so you're like, both going Somni? I'm going Chris Somni.
1: Like yeah. you put him on a book.
2: I've been Especially following Somni longer than Aja.
1: One of those like just dirty gritty street level characters it, it, he's so accessible, like it works.
0: I don't really need to make a decision. You don't, but you, but sure you need I, to you. pick someone. I, I'll, I'll just, I will just happily pick Aja then, because Chris but, Omni's going forward. Yeah, I, I think they're both fantastic artists. I think I, I would follow both of them onto whatever next book they would do. Um, this one was really hard for me, and I'm kind of glad that you guys made the decision for me. Well, you're welcome. Um, because I think I would just be continuously going on and on about both of them and not picking one of them okay because like Chris said the other one of the other ones was like I need to talk this out to decide oh, that happens to me a lot actually okay guys uh, garbage so John you... I'll
2: let you uh, pick first here Capullo or somni. Uh... that air is great for podcasting um, we, we,
1: I can talk about this beer a little bit more it's so coffee y
0: I'm. I was feeling space. Talk, Jeff. Talk. <laughs> I'm. I. It's so Capulo Capullo.
2: What, why Capullo over Somni?
0: I don't know. I just picked one. It was a coin toss. No, you know. <laughs> <laughs> there's. There is a difference between the two. And the two. I mean, it's kind of. Somni has a little more of that pulpy little cartoony-ish to it, the color tones and everything. It works for him. It's a great, it's great. I mean, there's a reason why he's up, he's the number one at Marvel versus the number one at DC. Uh, I, the last, man, the last couple issues with Batman have just really just made me solidified appreciate that book even more especially having not read them for a while and then going back and reading them like reading three issues straight through and just as soon as i finished opening the next one and reading it and the story yes it's scott snyder's story but also it is greg capullo's art chris Man, this beer is very coffee <laughs> for something so light. Am I right, guys? Yeah, uh, it is like... It's a
2: 7%. But
0: I do get a little lot of corn on it. it. I get a lot of corn on this beer. Yeah,
2: you know, as in Africa.
0: It does food. have a nice coffee. There is coffee there, but I... For some reason, I just pick up that corn. No, I definitely also... I do, too. when. You-
2: when I got away from your whole nacho bit of like cheese and everything and just thought, okay, okay, what's well, It just makes me chips. think
0: I don't corn often chips, yeah. I don't often eat corn chips just on their own. Yeah. If anything, it's with cheese yes, yes. because I'm a fatty. <laughs> and guess what? I like cheese on just about everything. The other day I bought a pizza to put in the oven and cook and I fought myself from buying more mozzarella to put on top of it. Because I like, I like cheese, and I'm a fatty. <laughs> Are you a mouse? Did we, did we uh, give you enough Give time? it a time? <laughs> ample time. Because
1: I just read the last issue of Batman not too long ago. So I had to go back to the previous issue of Daredevil. And I was just going through the panels where it's... Matt sitting by Foggy's bedside and she, yeah. two of them talking.
2: Mm-hmm. It's really good.
1: And then you have Matt giving his testimony where he's like, no, I am Daredevil. Mm-hmm. And then you have the reaction shots of all the other superheroes hearing this. What? But, but their panels are spelling out, I am Daredevil. And it's just like, Tony Stark is be being like, oh, Matt, you did it. Like... <laughs> I don't think we would get this from a Greg Capullo. And without seeing the scripts,
3: mm-hmm.
1: I don't know if it was written out to be this way.
3: No, you And you, I think you. this
1: is like the... Like the downside of doing this. Like, we don't know how things are written versus what we actually see. Mm-hmm. But this is what I'm seeing. And it's such a great storytelling... Flair. That... Uh, I will go Chris Samney over Greg Capullo, and
0: well, I mean, here's the thing: is you're you're giving a lot to just the artist with Chris Samney with this, and not to Mark Wade, who is a an amazing writer. I mean, yeah, yeah. with all the other artists that have been on this book, with all the other things that he's done, you know, you say Greg Capullo is a good artist, but it's only because of Scott Snyder. Mm-hmm. Scott Snyder, yes, he's a, he's a, he is a great writer. But you got to give Mark Wade a lot of credit, and yeah. with spelling out that stuff, I can see Mark Wade doing that. Mark Wade is
2: Yeah, because the whole thing that really took off from our first issue was "I am not Daredevil."
0: Yeah, you know, and you, you this book is consistently great because of Mark Wade. You know, it's not just the artist on it; it is Mark Wade, as I said about the other people, like bringing it every time he and it effortlessly bringing amazing daredevil stories for people to draw for him
1: i'm quiet for a reason right now because i'm conducting an experiment
0: okay
2: what's your experiment
1: paul talk Phil space
2: all right uh chris omni i feel i've been following him for a long time i feel like he does very consistent work it's that very cartoony very square fingered uh classic comic book work where Greg Capullo seems to have kind of grown and evolved in Batman. Like, he gives us a very down-to-earth kind of Batman with year Zero-Zero stuff, but then we get into the post-apocalyptic water world of Batman. <laughs> and we also get Dr. Death, who is just this bony creature that is just over-the-top and crazy. And to have all that fit inside a style, I think really speaks to how good of an artist Greg Capullo is I don't think we're going to get well, this you, is awesome. I don't think you could get a really crazy over the top creature in, in the world of Chris Omni's art it would have to he would kind of bend it back to our world you know kind of the pulpy style world that is that would fit his work so I think Copulo is more flexible in his style than Somni is. Though I will nine times out of ten want to pick up a Chris Somni style book
0: versus any other kind of weird comic book that is out on the state stand. I, I think one of the things about these guys is if, I, I think with someone like Mark Wade, it would be a different kind of Daredevil book, but Greg Capullo could do if yeah. if the way that Daredevil is as a character was raised a little bit more to go into m- more villains. You know, like, Daredevil's, like, especially with the Mark Wade run, like, the villains aren't that mm-hmm. huge, over-the-top kind of villains. You know, it's – it's mm-hmm. – Bullseye in an iron lung, who's come up with someone who yeah. he thinks can beat him. This whole
2: last arc was about, you know, normal guys that, you know, hey, I just thought I was joining this bowling league, but they turned out to be sons of the serpents, and they actually control everything. And, <laughs> and they're guys in suits, you know. Yeah,
0: and I think, but but, Greg Apollo could do a, a Daredevil book, and Chris could do a batman book they would be different books they're different artists and the the tone it's different tones yeah and they're it's, both really
1: good it's Chris, not, did we give you enough time it's, we feel a lot of time but the tones of these books aren't too different and i feel having a batman versus daredevil discussion it fits so much too because going back and I literally just flipped through each panel of the last issue and the last Batman books while we were discussing, not reading, just solely looking at art.
2: Okay. Because, and he just did that for Daredevil also, because he just did the I Am Daredevil. Yeah, like... Uh, that's but what that I was, was Daredevil number one. But that's Daredevil, what I was doing.
1: Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. what was it, 36, 37? The Daredevil panels definitely jump off the page a lot more. Like, they caught my interest a lot more as I was swiping. Like There were more panels where I was like, ooh. Swipe, swipe, ooh. As,
2: as in page layout of the panels or Just the, the actual, actual, like, actual action within with, the panel?
1: Reading as we do with digital now. With like, the guided view. Each time you swipe, you have what would be like a smaller portion of the panel or a full panel. There was a lot more that made me stop with Daredevil than there was with...
2: Within with the guided view map. of it. Because if you read digitally on a <laughs> tablet, you... I read by page, Mm -hmm. even on the tablet. I don't. There's very few times that I'll go within the, you know, double tap and go into that guided view time. It's double page spreads, so just. Uh, I just want to clarify.
0: Was was there action going on in the Daredevil page? Sometimes, or or was it Mm. you're capturing these like heartfelt moments in these in these books? Because if it's telling different stories, it's. And that was the thing, like, with the Daredevil, the beginning of it
1: is just Matt and Foggy sitting, like, bedside talking, but they were still standing out at me. And it wasn't until when I was in Batman that I would get, like, the big probably, like, half-page spreads of the Zeppelin or Martha Wayne being shot that a panel really, like, hit me. So for that, I have to go to Chris Sammy because I feel like and this is a weird way to look at it. If I'm wrong, hey, let me know. Conduct this experiment on your own, listeners. John, Paul, like, yeah. do this. See, like, just looking at the art, what makes you take that second before you swipe to the next panel? But Chris Samney had more of that for me.
2: So Samney from Chris, yeah. John with <coughs> Capullo, right? <clears throat> yep. That, and that was a lot longer than it should have been but Sophie's choice here for it was, me It was an experiment. <clears throat> I th- I think Chris kind of swayed me there at the very
0: Yeah, point. but you have that his is his opinion on it. You haven't done that same experiment to say, "Oh, I I encouraged him to do it." Yeah, I, you know encourage- what? Paul pa pause it and do it. Ugh. I mean, I I have no So,
2: I had more Oh, that's cool moments, actually, with Daredevil issue 27 than I did with Daredevil, did I say Batman 27? Wait. Yeah, you yeah. Daredevil 27, or Batman 27. I, anyway,
0: start, hey, oh, start Start from start the beginning, because you fucked it up, we Paul. Drank a lot of beer. I had more. Oh, Should but... we stopping and get another one? <laughs> I would no. definitely go for another beer. Uh No. Uh,
2: Batman issue 27, I just swiped through page by page uh looking at it and i said oh man that's really cool four different times versus daredevil issue 36 where i said oh man that's really cool three different times real close but honestly daredevil is a story about a fight that's happening in a cornhouse a courthouse versus uh batman which is about Going underwater and being saved by Commissioner Gordon and being under fire and trying to escape from the cops, and you know Jim Gordon's also talking about the time he was had pitbull sit on him. Yeah, <laughs> uh, two very different stories.
0: Two very good artists. Two two people that belong in the top. Yeah, at the top. Yeah, and at the the fact top. That
1: this has gone on this long, and like we keep stopping to do discussions or look at the art like it it speaks
2: yeah. yep you could you could switch these two guys and i think they would do amiably in either, each other's books and luckily you know our next episode we talk about what books we would put all these people <laughs> on so you know our final fours so we're not going to really miss anything by our you know having the top one uh I think for my years of just being a Chris Omni fan and really ca- trying to champion him on the show, that he actually got this close, if I don't let him win, you know, don't <laughs> make him win this time, I, I think it's a doing a disservice. Greg Capullo had his chance last year. You had you, you just, like, the,
0: he gave me more aw shucks moments. Oh, that's cool.
2: That's true, <laughs> John. How dare I go against Greg Capullo after he gave me all that cool moments? But I did say the reason why was also... <laughs> the story he was drawing. So how dare you question
0: my questioning of myself questioning it, John? <laughs> i Listen, I have I I I don't have anything uh, against either one of these guys winning. So Paul, is, wherever you throw it, the
1: last issue of Daredevil, they're just sitting around in a courtroom. Yes, and then shit happens. Mm-hmm. That was just that was just
0: my thought. He hasn't read that though.
2: You no, I just the- no. That was issue thirty six. Uh-huh. Yeah,
0: that's the why one. you up on thirty. Why why aren't you up on Batman? Well,
2: issue twenty eight was the look forward into a year from Batman Eternity. Yeah, but we- I just haven't gotten twenty nine yet. That one mm-hmm. just came mm-hmm. out. That's the one that Chris just yeah. got. Mm-hmm. So I'm not that. And Batman and Daredevil number one just came out, and I haven't gotten Batman uh, Daredevil number one. So uh, yeah, I'm <coughs> I'm one book behind on both. Who's on the art for Batman number one? For Daredevil number one? It's Chris, Chris Omni. Chris Omni.
1: It's basically but, the same team. But you're not picking that up. No, like I've just hit the point where I'm okay with walking away from it.
2: Mm-hmm. Number one is a jumping on point, and it's also a jumping, jumping off. off point. That's just how I am with Marvel
1: when they do their books like this, because I'm constantly looking to just be like, okay, what can I trim down?
0: I, under- if, like, I understand trimming down, but it's the same creative team it's the same creative that you've team. been loving. But. And that's the thing, it's
1: not a character that I would list as one of my top favorites like, of all time.
0: Like, okay, Batman. If it But was... you're championing the artist for this book to be the best artist yes. over the past year.
1: And here's the thing. Not if, of the next year. If roles were reversed, if it was Mark Wade and Chris Samney on Batman, and Scott Snyder and Greg Capullo on Daredevil, and Daredevil ended and it was being relaunched like a couple months later i'd be like okay well i can jump off of this now because i am constantly looking for a way to spend less on my books this book ended
0: okay i used just... i
1: did the same like i did the same thing with wolverine and the x men It John, ended, who did you but pick it's again? beginning the next month i picked Coppola. i'm okay with like i'm I book, I was i'm bookending book it it's I, nothing against the creative team it's yeah. the fact that the book ended and i am treating it like okay it is ended here
0: okay that's i when just wanted a to coin what I, do you usually pick
1: i never flip coins oh
0: how about you john heads or tails do <laughs> you usually <laughs> pick heads or tails i th- uh, this is a bullshit this is, uh, nobody's gonna pick it you have to pick it uh, i i you what was it, where was I leaning before? I, I don't know where you're. You were leaning towards both of them. I think you were going to go Chris Omni. <laughs> I and, think I was too. And Greg Capullo won last year, year. And, and I think
2: it's really this year. It was he came and stepped up, <gasps>
0: taking over Paulo Rivera. I don't even think we put Chris Omni on the list last year. Yeah, and I think for the for for one of those facts alone. To have him on he this was number six and succeed this year, and him to raise the things, I think him winning against Greg Capullo, I, I, both of them are great. The reasons they won both of them, the reason they're on these lists is, last year we just we just overlooked them really. Um, last year was probably a case of
1: like, Paul Rivera,
0: yeah, was oh, the shine. one yeah. like still was in that still wasn't our head, book and
2: then. Chris Sammy took over afterwards.
0: And we also, I think, a, a lot well, of it wasn't I think just Eminem books won that won
2: last year, but it was Capullo versus Eminem. So this is two years in a row Capullo gets to the end yeah. and just can't close out the deal.
0: Um, but good I, for him. I I I really think that a lot of it too is last year we just picked art, the big artists, mm-hmm. and it wasn't just the artists that we are following, we are reading. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I think that's why Chris Somney is on here this year, and he sh- should have been on there last year. Last, last week, and I mean by last week, Thursday. Uh, Snyder
2: versus Aaron, who do we pick again? Who did we pick winning? Um, did I write it? I guess I didn't write it down.
1: I didn't I, write I it, it down we either. Picked Scott Snyder. Yeah. yeah.
2: Okay. So, guys, remember, and you two listeners over on our Facebook page where we're going to post this, uh, what character would you want to see Scott Snyder writing and Chris Somney drawing? And also, uh, what characters would you want to see Jason Aaron writing and uh, Greg, Greg Capullo drawing? So
0: there's, there's your assignment. There's your homework for this week, listeners. And Does I'll it leave. matter? It's either one of them from Marvel or DC. Yeah, Not one yeah, has to be. Character. One has to be from Marvel. One has to be from DC. Nope.
2: Okay. Nope. Nope. Just uh, we'll bring both because I think that's more interesting. I forget how we do it every year. All right. But yeah, so our uh, winners are Scott Snedder and Chris Omni, and our runners up are Jason Aaron and
0: Greg Capullo. So. And there's nothing runner up about any of those. Yes. Just no. They're uh, I. They're the they're they're the best. <laughs> they're the best out of both companies. Your podcast is too long! Two hours! Too long! Hopefully
1: you don't think that and you still listen to us and you care to tell us Since about Thank you for
2: getting to the end of this episode, listeners.
0: <laughs> Even
2: though it took you we, forever, because we...
0: We talk a lot, we drank a lot. Hopefully you... We kept on drinking more because we were talking so much. Well, it was because we didn't want to make choices. Yeah. Uh It's funny that artists are harder choices than on the writers, because you can quickly pull up evidence for the artists, artists
2: versus writers, yeah.
0: where you're just going
2: off and of gut in memory and being like, "No, this is the story." I and also, more. what that
1: story meant to you yeah. as the reader.
0: Uh, so, but find us over on our Facebook. Email us at John Paul or Chris at Bagden Board. We love hearing from you. Uh, find us on the Twitter linked to our Facebook. I've told to you guys God. that story before my freshman year of college. People referred to Stop me. Stop talking. I thought we were trying to wrap this up. Oh, Why no. don't you tell us after after no, the no. show? Let's people refer hangs. to me
2: as uh John Paul. So when he said, email us at John Paul R. Chris, it made me think of that. Uh, it's not John Paul. One name. It's John. John. Comma. Yeah, two yeah. different names.
0: If they listen to the show, they know that. No. If they heard the intro, they know that I'm John and you're Paul, and that's Chris. Yeah, but that was two hours ago. They already <laughs> forgot. Uh, but find us over there. We love hearing from you. We like seeing uh, rates and reviews. Paul loves it especially. He's been oh, really – On iTunes. On iTunes, he's been really down because he hasn't gotten any. And for a year. He hasn't gotten any for a year, folks. Yeah. That's not Any for a that year. That sucks uh and i couldn't (laughs) i couldn't even get my ex-girlfriend to rate and review us but that doesn't matter because she sucked what doesn't (laughs) suck our show listen next week when we pin our favorite writers and artists against each other